Hello, welcome back to the Ten the Bin podcast, where I'm joined once again by Rob, but we have got a new voice on the podcast today. It's going to be Jake. We're going to welcome him to the podcast. We'll do a bit of an ice cream. Mm. Oh, can everyone say hello to Jake? <laughs> How are you doing, mate? Uh, good, thanks, George. Glad to be making my debut. Yeah. Feeling like uh, Dayden. Well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been an origin of debuts, really, hasn't it? Carrigan winning all the games. It's we now got our own little debut. Could we this feels him? just as big. This feels just as big. Could we just kick a rugby ball, Tommy Dayden, though. <laughs> so on, we'll, introduce sure. the, we'll introduce to the people of the pod. So, what NRL team do you support? Uh, Manly Seagulls, longest reigning uh, NRL fan in our group, I think, aren't, aren't I? Oof, don't know about that. I don't know if Luke has things to say about that. We have got a resident Raider here. He's in Singapore. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm biggest fan here. Raiders, 10 years long. <laughs> um, favourite NRL player? Um, ever. Ever, you will. Ever and current. Ever. Has to be Jamie Lyon. He's the reason I started supporting Manly because he uh, obviously my team over here is Saints. So uh, he went over, went over to Manly. It's why I support New South Wales as well because he was obviously uh, a blue. And then current, mm, I'd have to go Turbo. Yeah, man. Blue's good have to. today. Have to. Blue's good. And then you've already said Saints. So there you go. This is Jake, everyone. Uh, if he's better than Luke, you won't ever hear from Luke again, and we'll have Jake in full time. It's not going to be hard, that though, is it? I know, yeah. <laughs> no contest. Off on his holidays after game three. Disgraceful. Oh, oh, shocking. Oh, no commitment whatsoever from him. No. I think we need to jump straight into game three because what a game. Yeah. What a Ridiculous. game. You know, that, that was. It's everything Origin is about, that, isn't it? That game. That was one of the best games I've ever seen. Just it had everything, didn't it? It had like the intensity. You had the fights as well. Just everything about the skill level as well. I thought it was so good. And even though the Blues lost, I don't even think they were that. I think they, I think they capitulated at the end, but I don't think they were that bad overall. No, I was, I was actually watching the game, and I thought the same. I don't even think the Blues even played that bad. It no. got to a point where I thought, how have they actually lost this game? But like you said, the intensity was. Unreal. They're the best games in the world, aren't they? They're the best yeah. games in rugby league. And then when you get a game like that, it's even better. It's, it was like the best mix of everything that's good about Origin. You had the high intensity, you had the, the skill level of the best, the best rugby players in the world, but also you had that little bit of extras, that biff, that those fights. That's what Origin's been. That legacy's been built on that, and it's and it's gone away in the last few years because of the way the games changed and thought today brought it back. That comes from though that it means something to both teams. Like I know this, we've talked before about. Than wanting to bring in players that aren't actually eligible for Queens and New South Wales, but I, I think if you brought in someone like Tamalolo, I think the intensity drops because yeah. of what it means to them. Seventeen players on each team, hundred percent. Yeah, but yeah, unreal. Just, 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 an, just an unreal game. I just think I don't you know. I don't think I agree with you. So I don't think the Blues were actually that bad. I just think the the Maroons adapted in game a bit quicker than the Blues, and that's where they lost. There was, a, there was about four, well, maybe not four or five, but there was a few times where the Maroons kicked really early in a set and it just turned the Blues back around. They were bringing it back off their own 20. And I think come the last 50 minutes, the Blues were gassed. And I've put a lot of that down to that early kick in, turning the big forwards back around. Yeah, I noticed that. I think Daily Cherry Evans kicked on the second tackle 
yeah. once just because he noticed Tedesco was a bit a bit up, obviously, because it's only the second tackle. Turned them round and pinned them down back in their own half. Um, but I thought the kicking game as a whole was quality from from both Ben Hunt and Daly Cherry Evans today. It was brilliant. Kicking today. Yeah, they, Cherry Evans, I said this something, kicked the ball 250 metres further than what Cleary did off two less kicks. Yeah, well, they just said and, that. And that's normally, that's normally because they've got to clear it, but the possession was like 50 50. So I don't even I don't even think there was massive kick pressure on clear. I think the no, I thought was, there was. No, no, there was, but I don't think it was as big as game one. No. He had a, I think the problem was the Blues had a, must have had a clear game plan that would get the ball was going high. Well, and it was going high, it was going on last tackle. There didn't seem to be many other last tackle options. It was always that. Well, the you noticed every single time Burton got the ball. There was yeah. pressure on him straight away. As soon as soon as he got the ball, they didn't want to let him. They didn't want to let him kick well, at all. Not if he saw him kick. They were told, I reckon, to get especially Tino to get at Burton. Yeah, oh, 100%. They, got, they got straight at him from the first minute. But that just going back to the kicks, that bomb that he put up <laughs> was it towards <laughs> the end of the first half. That is the biggest bomb I've ever seen. It went life. off the screen at the top. You didn't yeah, see was... where it actually got to. That was that so was big. Ridiculous. How are you how are you ever gonna catch that? Oh, and like, had no chance. There was no chance. Absolutely not, no chance ever. Not had. only was it so high though, it was moving about everywhere. Did you see where Ponga mm-hmm. was running to? Yeah. He just it was like he was just like just dazzled, wasn't he? I, mm. What was, can you even do? I think you're just best letting it bounce. That was the that was the only kick he got. That was the only yeah, you are better. Well, are you best letting it bounce though? Because that's because yeah, you're just gonna drop it. You best best let it bounce and just try and regather it if you can. Yeah, there's a big risk to that, but that's how good the kick is that when I'm talking about, oh, we'll just let it bounce. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the best option with the kick. Yeah, normally you'd be saying, now you've got to get underneath it, you've got to, <laughs> got to make a play, but with that one, it's different. Yeah. Serious kick. But that was the only one he got up. I mean, I, I think, you know, I remember him having another kick earlier in the first half and it almost ended up back where he was, wasn't it? It came back on him. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. They put a lot of pressure on him that time. He had he had hardly any time to take the kick, um, mm. and he messed up. Could be that was towards the start of the game as well, wasn't it? Could be a a bit nervous, but they def- definitely did put a lot of pressure on him when he was kicking. Yeah, do you know what? Actually, I think you're right with what you said then. That a robber ball, it being a clear game plan to get at Burton because it seemed like they must have realised that he was easy to rattle because they went at him like to try and get into. Mentally snap as well, like Beggy was. I was surprised at that because I would, if you'd have said to me who's least likely to get into a fight out of the Blues team, it'd probably be Matt Burton. Yeah, and I think you can tell by the way he was throwing them punches that it probably was like. Oh, the big air swings. Do you not think though that um, in the first like ten minutes when he took that knock off Tino? Yeah. Do you not think he was concussed? I would have been. Oh, when Tino came in high. Oh, yeah. Would have been, been, yeah. On that on that replay, he looked he looked out. Did he not go off for a on, HIA on the floor? No, they, they cleared him on the field. I thought there was a few moments where players got up a little bit slow, and I was a bit like, he looks like he's a bit worse aware. There's one with Angus Crichton as well, and I thought mm. it was almost like after the first few minutes where everyone was going off, they were like, yeah, let's leave that. It was almost like they play well for went out the window, and like let's get these players on. There's not. Enough. I wonder with that Burton one, is it if because he was literally two seconds off the back of the Collins one. That, that would have been the fourth one, whether they were thinking, this is, we can't keep bringing him. I don't know. You know, just yeah. not even like legit, like completely thinking that, but subconsciously thinking, 
Oates. We can't take another one off. Yeah. I think Corey Oates got away with the HIA as well because Cam Murray went off. He looked a bit shaky after his. Mm. Well, I wouldn't be surprised. About, it was a massive head clash. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't even... you know, do you know what? I, well, I think we'll come to Murray later, but actually, I think the Blues losing Murray wasn't the reason they lost, but really messed them up interchange-wise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think we'll come on to the Angus Crichton, Talakai, all that interchange section, but Murray going off was big, but I don't, I actually think that was another thing that Moroms did really well. They dealt with the setbacks so much better than the Blues. Their interchanges that worked perfectly. They just, they just got everything right. I think Hunt played massive minutes and he was and he was good for it. He was good value for it. It was unreal. Hunt was so good. Yeah, Ben like, Ben Hunt. I noticed literally from the first 10 minutes into the game, I was thinking he's controlling this so well. And I think what Cherry Evans and Hunt did so well was take the pressure off Dayden. Yeah. With all that, with their with their playmaking and controlling the game, it really helped them, I reckon. Well, I think if you're, if you're the Blues, it's really, I mean, they, they went small playing Hunt at 13, but there was a time where they would have had Ponga, Cherry Evans, Ben Hunt, Dayden, uh, and Grant on the pitch at the same time. That's five serious playmakers on the pitch at one time. Like, but then you also say that, like, serious playmakers, but Dayden and Hunt are two of the best defensive halves in the league. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So I've been both. I mean, I know Hunt was playing at 13, but you're not losing anything by putting Hunt at 13 because of how good he is defensively anyway. You can play at hooker, you can play at 13. Mm. You do, yeah. Not that dissimilar. Maybe that must make Freddie think, why didn't I put White on the bench? Because that's if, if Hunt can play 13, Jack White can come from here as well. Well, I think with the White thing as well, I think I said this to you before, George, that just having like someone that's got, so, someone that's a bit rough around the edges, a bit grubby, like Jack White and his, yeah, they needed that. They needed that, I think, in the middle of the Blues because Telekai came on and he wasn't like he didn't use his size, I don't think, as no. well as he could have done. You put Jack White in there, he might not be as big as Telekai, but he's going to be in the faces. I don't, yeah. I don't think any of the Blues bench were, if you compare them to the, to the Queensland bench and how they played, every single one of them played better than the counterpart on the other for Queensland mm-hmm. off, the be- off the bench. Queensland was so good, and I think off off the bench, New South Wales was so poor. But when you talk about like that little grubbiness and who like take it to to the opposition, I think Radley would have done that for Blues. Yeah, yeah if you had someone like him on the bench. I, I mean, well, when he made the squad last time, I mentioned that I think if Radley was fully fitted, he would be the perfect seventeen for the Blues. Maybe not forty if you're going to play the if you're going to play the Happy Cook combo, which I don't know if they'll do going forward because it really worked today, but. I think Radley, Radley covers a, a heap of positions and he's got that... He's like... It's an origin player, isn't he? The way he plays, he plays on the edge mm. and stuff like that. And, and that is what the Blues miss. So Because we'll come to the fight now. I think the fight... If I'm, It was just first first set of the second half? First set, wasn't first it? Set yeah. Of the half. yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't think that's what lost the Blues the game. But you look, they both lost a player. They both went down to 12. But I think it was... It just seemed to be a change in momentum and attitude from both teams. And the Blues sort of went back in the shell a bit and the Maroons grew from that moment. And I don't think it ever, I don't think momentum ever changed. It was strange because it was probably about 55 minutes in and the Blues were winning the game and they got the 13 men back on the field, but they were just doing stupid things. Like, they just completely folded. Like, there was one moment where Luai threw it out to Talakai and it just went, I don't know what that pass was. No. And the worst one was Crichton when he, he'd made a good run actually out of their own 10. he Broke off about two tackles and then tried to offload it, and it just ended up in the end goal. Yeah, I think it was scored. Ridiculous. I think Queensland. I think Ponga scored. 
off the uh, back of a couple of sets later, yeah, but they never got the ball back. Yeah. I, d- I don't know if, if either of you noticed, but that Jacob, uh, Jacob Saifiti knock on early on in the second half, when they, about on the halfway line, yeah. the, the next three sets that New South Wales had after that were all in their own half and they made a mistake and turned the ball over in all three of them. They didn't complete a single set, so they couldn't get out their own half. They'd already been let off when Talakai knocked on uh, just on his own on his own line. They'd already got away with one there yeah. because they had the try. Uh, New Queensland had the try disallowed, didn't they? Yeah. They'd already got away with one there, and then the next set they try and get to try and get off the line, they they make another mistake. They yeah. So many like, mistakes. Like Rob Rob was saying that they completely capitulated in the second half, and they really did. It was. It was shocking. You've got to complete your sets. I think it's yeah. just they, they they conceded off so many errors as well. Like even to be fair, even that last set of the first half came off Tupo trying to like mess about with the Cherry Evans kick, and they ended up getting the set on the twenty meter line and scored. You know what I think about that too? Once they went to touch, that's bouncing. That's bouncing about a meter in from unless the bounce was ridiculous, which could happen. And like we mentioned, like you shouldn't let the ball bounce. Why is he trying to catch that ball? Was he going to go with it? He's, 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 it's like a toe tap in the NFL, wasn't it? What he was trying to go for. It was, it was a weird sort of thing. Yeah, the Blues, the Blues were their own worst enemy. Um, it shouldn't take anything away from Queensland because Queensland no. was great, but they had a, they actually had for, for the score, what the score ended up compared to what maybe the score in Perth last week. I'd say Queensland had just as much ball on the Blues 20 as the Blues did last time out in Perth. But the, the Queensland didn't turn it into as many points as the Blues. The Blues defended well, but when they got the ball, they were so gooshed from all that defending. That, and then they just made silly mistakes. I think the Luai mistake, well, you mentioned the Saifis one, Jake, but the Luai one, especially for me, was the start of the end for the Blues. Because once that they never really got the ball back in any sort of goal field position from that moment, it was almost a 15-minute period where they touched the ball about three times. And you said that you said Jake never took, finished a step from the back of it. Yeah, they did. They didn't get out their own half for like the first twenty minutes of the second half. The not to repeat it, but if you if you're not completing your sets, especially in your own half, and you're not getting them kicks deep into the opposition half, you 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 don't stand a chance, especially in a game like Origin, because Queensland are just going to keep coming at you. Yeah. Um, it it was it wasn't a great start to the second half anyway. For, for Blues. They got quite rattled at the start of the second half, didn't they? And I think everything just followed, really. Yeah, do you think... It, I mean, do you think... You would mention Talakai here. Do you think um, he was the wrong decision? I know you're a big advocate for Tyson Fizel, Rob, so I'd like to get your opinion on that. But do you... <sighs> would you have... Would, do you think Freddie's selections have cost the Blues this game or more? Was it the lack of... Uh, adaptation during the game I think it's hard to say now because we were all quite happy before the game oh yeah Talakai could be the right decision especially with the um, the right side of the Maroons with I think they had Nanai DCE who were the other two you had Gagai and Cobo um, it, it was Cobo yeah yeah so I think at the start of the game you were thinking Talakai could expose something down that right side but I think now looking in hindsight could could, it's hard to say, isn't it? Could he have maybe had a watch at White and at 17? I don't know. I don't know whether that would even have done anything at this point. But, yeah, Frizzell, the Frizzell one's different because I think Frizzell wouldn't have come in for Talakai. I think, for me, Frizzell was 
either Martin or Martin or Murray. Mm. Would you have had him over Martin then? I would have. I said this all throughout all the podcasts. I definitely would have had for Tyson Frizzell. Just add something different. Look at Martin. I again. agree. Martin only barely ran over 60, 60 metres again. And I know it's not a massive part of his game, but you know with Frizzell, he's going to make the same amount of tackles as Martin does and he's going to make 100 metres. Yeah, Martin wasn't... I mean, I, I quite like Liam Martin, but wasn't his best game today. I thought I thought that full right edge, actually, for the Blues suffered quite a lot. I don't know. They just seemed to be completely off it. I mean, Tupo with that. Tupo's had good, two good origin games and I don't know if I've made his stats today, but oh God, I don't care in that team. I'm sorry, I'm, 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 on, I'm on that train now. Get Adelkar back in. I think he made some errors, but in terms of his actual like running out their own end, I thought he had a good game in that sense, but made some big errors, didn't he? Yeah. And you can't make, can't make those errors. We mentioned about Cobble last Origin 2. You made a few errors. You can't do that at Origin, and, you, and you're punished, and the Blues were today. Um, and like, I didn't mean to say that Talakai was the reason the Blues lost. I just think... It's easy to say, isn't it, with hindsight, did he make the right selections? But I wonder if someone else there could have helped the Blues a bit more with, with hindsight of Murray going off injured and things taking place in the game. What I was disappointed with, and maybe it was the wrong part of the game for him to come on because, like you said, they didn't have much of the ball. But when Cook came on, like, what did Cook come on and do that Coruscant couldn't have stayed on and done? Nothing. I thought Coruscant was playing well as well. I it did. felt like a nothing substitution, that. Yeah, it felt like they they were kind of running out running out of ideas and cook someone who can like dart out dummy half and do something and maybe maybe cut Queensland open open a bit, but I thought Corsair was playing well. So did I, really well. It's not an eighty minute hooker though, is he? Never plays eighty for Penrith, so it's probably he doesn't. Not. But I think you know what it was. I think Cook he could have come on and done something more from dummy half, but. He probably needed the forwards to make a bit more, give him a bit more momentum off the back of because he had, he couldn't he didn't have anything did he? No, it's, no. But in the first half when they did, I think you meant like Jacob Saifiti. I thought was yeah. superb off the back of Saifiti. Like Corazal played quite well, but in the second half you're not going to get that. I think yeah. Jacob Saifiti was superb for his first little stint. I think he, I think the commentators made, uh, said something ridiculous like. In his first, in his seventeen minutes, he made just under a hundred meters and scored. Yeah, and, and scored a try, which was really good. Um, he thought he brought it to Queens, and when he came on, he he kind of made an impact. But then I thought he he fatigued quite quickly after yeah. that, and he I think he made a mistake in defence. He let someone run round him quite easily, led to a bit of a line break, if I remember, but. He did make an impact, but maybe he was left on a little bit too long. Yeah, when I think when you're playing well, you want to keep him on, don't you? But that's yeah. a bit of a mistake. Does anyone, does anyone have the minutes that Talakai played? Does anyone know? I played 23. So I didn't play him. He got yeah. before the end of the game. He came on, but he didn't, even, he didn't finish the game, did he, if I remember right? No. No. Yeah, it's one to look back on now. That it probably wasn't the right decision to bring him on. But I just don't... I mean, we actually, you know what? We're, we're not talking. I don't think we're talking about Queens and North here because they were. Yeah, we're talking about the Blues. We're talking about the Blues and their downfalls. But like, I think we should be on to Queens and be like, what a game, what a team. When the old, all the ships were down, they've still won another Orange. When you think about it as well, think about this time last year. They've been nilled. They'd have 50 put on them, and people were saying, this is going to be the next Blues. Din- like, this is the Blues dynasty now. 
Yeah. And they've just gone and won it a year later. And Luke's going to hate me saying this, but we know Munster is out, but the reality of it is the Blues do not lose with Latrell and Turbo in that team. No, I, I, I do agree. I do actually agree with that. This is the thing. Latrell and Turbo have never, ever lost an Origin game where it's not a dead rubber. When it means something, yeah. Yeah, so that... To be fair, but, something Luke probably can agree with is that when one person you're missing out is paying Haas. Yeah. If Haas is in that team as well. Like, I, I love Gerbo as a Manly fan, Jake Dubojevic. But if you take him out that team, as, as hard as he works, and as, as well as I actually think he's played in both games, if you replace him for Haas in that team... They have a lot more drive going forward, bit better field position, maybe. They do. Think. They do. Don't say that in front of George. Wait, no, but I was no, going to tell you then. I don't think Gerbil, I don't was the problem today. I think they, they missed a hat. I think Paulo, when his first stint was good, or Bolo, sorry. Then his second stint, he knocked on. And then I didn't even see him with the ball again. I mean, Gerbil would stay for me because of his work rate, but Haas would probably give you more of them Bolo. You need his Haas. Someone to fucking shut that Bellentino up. <laughs> no comment. Tino got everyone <laughs> rattled today, including oh, Rob. Such a grub in. If you're <laughs> listening, Tino, you're a knobhead. Hey, <laughs> some player though. Some... Uh, Tino knew exactly what he was too. doing. Tino knew exactly what he was doing yeah, today. He yeah. went out with a mission. He completed it. Yeah, yeah he did. I see. I've seen Phyllis come out in the press and said, uh, I, don't, "I don't know if I agree with it because Burnley should have been." Been because he was throwing punches as well, but like he was basically saying, Burn didn't start the fight, he gets put in airlock and just starts getting chinned. But we go, but we lose a man as well. And I was Thing like, is, I get where you're coming from, but Burton did throw punches as well. You can't not be the we can buy one and not the other. That's it. Well, some, it? Something I mean, to highlight here do you reckon Tino, Tino was so lucky not to get Sinbin twice? So lucky, oh, so I lucky not to get Sinbin twice, both on Burton as well. How did yeah. he not get Simbin for the first one? That was, do you know what? I think you can let that go because it's origin. Yeah. But there's, there's, he literally had, he had him in a chokehold while Gagai <laughs> still laying him to it. Like, what is going on? If it's any normal game, you get Simbin for that first one 100%. Yeah, 100%. But if then, yeah. But that this is the argument we've had, we are around game two. Is I, I like, we, we, we love it about origin, but. I don't know if it should be ref different. Like, you can't just cheat because it's a certain game. I that logic doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, honestly, Luke, I think Luke was, Luke was here today. He'd be saying that Ben Flower shouldn't have been sent off in that grand final if it was Origin. Like, that's... Like, someone has to give. And Tino putting us up in a headlock and Gagai chinning them. Like, that's sending off worry for me. That's... Well, yeah, that like, would have ruined the game, George. Like, I do like the fact that it was sim- they were just Simbins, like... Yeah. I'm all I'm all for it we're in the game. Does that mean you can just boot some of the head because it's origin? Yeah. At what point does it become too much? Too much? Are they just allowed to get away with whatever they want? Mm. Oh, did you was collar throwing a few digs and all for when a second person comes in and holds someone by the cut by this collar? That's a shot. Yeah. <laughs> that takes it to the yeah. next level. I, I agree with Rob. No, I don't think anyone should have been sent off because it was it was a bit it it, it would ruin the game, but. New South Wales there. Burton didn't start the fight. He got punched twice by Gagai. He got dragged to the floor by Tino, all while still had Gagai on top of him. <laughs> I think New South Wales should have had should have benefited from whatever happened, and they didn't. Yeah. 
it, oh. it just ended up being equal. I think that's what Fitler was getting at. I was like, they never, they didn't benefit from the situation. That could have seen. I mean, he had a busted lip and he looked like he bruised his cheek. But you know, he could have gone off burn with a HIO. You don't, you don't know what would have happened. Then they would have really been down. Oh, uh, you know what? I just, I'm really just gutted that Latrell Mitchell was on that field when that happened. We sound like three salty Blues fans here right now. No, I know. I'm trying not to because actually, like, yeah, no, we need to get onto the Maroons because they were. They won this series. Like fair play to Billy Slater. I think, I think we did say at the start that they could win it, but the fact they won it without Munster is incredible. Ponga today was oh, just that. Like we know he's got that in him. You know, if he, especially with the players around him, if you could have some of them out in the Knights team, he'd be unreal every week. Sad doing it with Milford and Clune, though, isn't it? Oh, but he was yeah. so good today. How, like, how many different halfback pairings have the Knights had this year? Yeah, like, what's Ponga meant to do, really? But you know what? You need. You, you're right. Sorry, Rob, but you, you're right with that, Jake. But actually, I don't think a lot of what Ponga did well today was because of his heart, off the back of his heart. No. I think he looked. He just looked un- into it. I, maybe like sometimes, but he's playing for the Knights. He's not in the game. Like he's not as motivated as he was for today because he was up for today. You know, one thing as well. I thought was like. One of his things that we criticised the other week, George, was he's like one on one defending when someone broke the line. You know, when Teddy went through, stood he didn't up. like yeah. he stood up to him, didn't he? I thought he, I thought he was good today. <sighs> Sixteen tackle breaks, two hundred and sixty-two meters, three line breaks, and a try. Yeah, it it, it pains me to say it because uh, Luke obviously loves him so much, but he was really good today. It's um, I mean, hold hand up when someone's had a good game. I thought I thought it was unbelievable today, Pong. I thought he, he didn't really put a foot wrong that I can think of. Missing the Burton kick, but I think you put any man under that kick, and they miss it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, I think he did wrong. And I do actually think he's a little bit unlucky not to win Bobby Lewis. If I'm honest, I think he was good game one. He was all right. He's probably one of the most best players game two, and he was their best player today. I'm not sure as how good Pat Carrigan's been though. Well, I was just about to say that. I think. They've had a few debutants on the, the Marons this series. You look at someone, Carrigan, uh, Nanai, I know Cobo missed today, but you've had Cobo, Dearden, Tom Gilbert, and there's probably others that I can't even think about, uh, Tuolangi. This is the new crop of Queensland players who are coming through, and to win this first origin for them, that confidence boost it must give you to think, I, I belong at this arena. They'll just get better. It is, it is an interesting one to see what will what will occur over the next twelve months because they've got the momentum now. Queensland, Blues, Blues have got the depth, and it's going to be interesting the difference between them two scenarios. Like one's got all this momentum and this solid seventeen, whereas one team's full of absolute superstars from like one to about thirty. Yeah, but they but they can't. They haven't got that set seventeen. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you with like the solid team from Queensland. To be fair though, Rob. Um, it definitely felt like more of a team performance today from Queensland than it did New South Wales. They, they, they seemed like they was all they all knew each other. They all knew what they wanted to do. They had a, they had plans and like we said, already said with DCE kicking around the pitch. And I'll give Ben Hunt some more credit because he was absolutely unreal. But then when Harry Grant came on for him, I think I think was it Capewell who got on the end of that kick from Grant. Yes. Yeah. That was an unreal kick. Fake one side, turn, kick through the defence. It was brilliant. The fake the, the, the run as well worked because it's all... Teddy started shifting to the other side as well, so yeah. the, the yeah. fullback completely disappeared from the play. So clever. When he's on like that, he's good, Harry Grant. 
I mean, he's not had the he's he's been good this year for Storm, but it, that was an unbelievable performance. Oh, he's best best hook in the world by a mile, by yeah. like an absolute mile. I think so young as well. Yeah, he's going to be so good. I mean, he already is so good. But I mean, how many? He's played in two Origin series now. They won them both. Three, isn't it? He didn't play. Did he play much last year? He was injured. He, did he get? He got. Yeah. He, he was injured. He and got, got COVID. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got injured, didn't he? Yeah. So he's too, probably too. only played two full series, and they won them both. So must have something, something to do with him playing. And yeah, and then I think also special wraps have to go to Tom Dearden. Someone who's one of us, and I don't even think himself. When you mentioned this, and would have had himself played Origin this year. He's come decider, Suncourt, back at the stadium for the team that got rid of him eighteen months ago. He puts an absolute solid performance, doesn't really put a foot wrong, try assist, look like he belonged. I don't know, what watching Tom Dearden at Broncos, like what was it, like a year and a half ago, something like that. I thought he was destined for Salford. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> I thought he was destined for Salford. I thought he was destined to follow Brody Croft. Yeah. And all of a sudden he's playing Origin and winning the series. It's ridiculous. I thought what was really impressive about his performance is Tom Dearden's one of the better Halfbacks defensively yeah. in the NRL, like we said before. But I thought attacking wise, he was good as well. He made over 100 meters. Obviously, the try assist, line break, and it's defensive work. 29 tackles. But do you have his errors there, Rob? Did he make any errors? Uh, he missed three tackles. I've not got his errors. I can't remember any. What one thing I think I was, I was impressed with him was he didn't force anything. No. He didn't throw he didn't throw a pass out wide for no reason. And I don't think he, he made an error. Even when he knocked on quite early in the first half, it went backwards and he got back and he jumped on top of it. He he just he didn't force anything. I thought it was quite a mature performance from him, really. Yeah, I think that's the right one. Mature performance, mature, isn't it? Definitely. He didn't, he didn't just didn't look out of his depth. And I think going forward, I mean, I thought DC played quite well today, did play really well today. I think he's, he's still under a bit of pressure from someone like Hunt to play seven. Munster's always going to play six, but you've got that. Just later now, you sort of know, well, actually, I've got this young lad here that if Munster isn't unfit or suspended, he has no problem filling in. I was quite surprised that he actually started at six. Same. I thought Hunt would have started and then Dearden off the bench come in and then Hunt could have spelled Grant at the end and started Grant, but... I think yeah, the game play to Slater, clearly. he's made the right decision, hasn't he, clearly? Well, they cleared the game plan because they shifted Tino to the bench and Carrigan to 13, didn't they? So yeah. they, must have, they must have thought that they were going to play Hunt. The plan was always to play Hunt at 13, clearly, and then put Carrigan and Tino as your, as your props. That must have been the, that, that was the game plan, wasn't it? Because that's what happened around, I don't know, was it 24th, 25th minute mark? And it worked. Yeah, and he got it spot on, to be fair. Yeah. I don't think it's a... Credit to Billy Slater as well in his first year. They're the first three games he's ever coached any level. It's mad, isn't it? I didn't I did not expect him to do to do this well at all, but he got it absolutely spot on in this game. Spot on. And I, and I just you know, I just think his his name and his his he holds a lot of weight in that state, doesn't he? Being Billy Slater. And I think if you're a player, not so much maybe like DC he's probably played with him, but if you're like Cobble coming through, you would have all you all you'll know is Billy Slater playing for for the Maroons. So someone like that coaching you, like putting his arm around you or whatever, just makes a massive difference. You want to run through brick walls for him sort of thing. Definitely. You, look you can see that. You could see that, Jord, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would look animated today. They're like, first two yeah. games, he was just sat in his chair. He didn't sit down once today with the cameras went to the reader. Like yeah. 
the, the commentators were saying was uh, weren't they when it panned to Billy Slater they said this is the most stressed he's looked all, all season it was it, it was he, 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 hadn't, he hadn't looked stressed at all on the uh, on the other side of that what about Fittler three and two now in Origin Series with this golden generation of talent against a, ta- a team that's not got the most depth and as I mean two years ago was billed the worst Queensland team of all time yeah so what, he makes a lot of changes as well. He's made some big decisions. He's not afraid to make a big decision. The thing for for Fittler with me is he's involved with New South Wales from top from like first team men's all the way down to like under sixteen level. He's involved with it all. So I don't I don't think it's so much how well he does at Origin. He he is almost he's partly responsible for this golden generation. Yeah. Because he's involved with every level of it, like I imagine Slater's as well. But Slater's been there for one year. Queensland have been changing their cultures the last few years, haven't they? While the Blues are stuck with Freddie for a long period of time, and he is the system. So, yeah, he should be doing better with the squad that he's got. But I don't think they're going to. There's not there's any rush to get rid of him because then you break can't down everything's going on from junior levels up. I agree. I think they'll stick with him. I think. They've still got the formula to go and win. Like they could go and sweep him next year, and won't be surprised. Well, that's the, I think the, the thing is, isn't it? Like Blues have a few injuries. It's superstar coming in for superstar. While I think if Queensland get a few key key injuries, they look like them. They're destined to be beaten, aren't they? But it's still turned up on the day. We I think we said off the podcast. You just need a bit of dog in you. I think every single Queensland. It just seems to be built in that DNA. They're all they're all, bit, mm. all dogs. The group. Shout out to Zach Wilson. Charles is that Wilson. What a Charles dog. Charles is that Wilson. He's got a dog in him. Charles Wilson's got a dog in him. Uh, but the, well, no, but the, the Queen, they do. It's like they're tight to build them into them to just be grubs. And I don't think the Blues do. It's almost like what it's like living. It's like living in, it must be what it's like living in the country of Queensland where you're living in a nice inner city of Sydney. It must, they must do something to you, you know. That, nah, but you've got like, you've got your boys like Latrell and Jack White and like, they, is it not like, they can, can, no, yeah, neither play. Is it not like Luai is a dog? Yeah, is, is it not like is, but is he going to go and put a shot on? So someone like <laughs> someone like Liam Martin is someone who is a bit of a grub who will get in someone's face today. and do something. But he he didn't do it at all today, and he needed that, and he didn't do mm. it. They needed that today, and he, but then you like you go through the rest of the team. Like Yo's not going to do that, is he? Gerbo, not really. More, they're all quite unbelievable players. But yeah, yeah, you'll never see them. Getting in someone's face or like rubbing someone's head in the grass. You know what I mean? Like the others would. Well, if, well, if you go for this Queensland team, I'd say Gaga would do it. I'd say. And Holmes is a knobhead. Home, yeah, Holmes did it Holmes today. Did. I was surprised. Papa Lee would do it. I'm not sure about Kate. Well, no, no. Carrigan would. Grant would. Arrow would. Tino would. Gilbert would. You know what I mean? Yeah. Way to the full forward, forward pack would are just, yeah, just dogs. dogs. And Cotter coming in. They're all. They're all the same. He's got to come in. He was unbelievable. Game on. God, that team. Do you know what? They have got some good players. They may not have the depth of the Blues, but they've got some good players. They've got a solid like base, haven't they? And like you say, yeah. Few key injuries. If you lose Ponga and a and a monster, then you're starting to think, shit. What are we going to do here? But on the flip side, if the Blues lost Tedesco, they've got about four world class replacements they can put in. Silly, isn't it? They should be doing a lot better than what they are. Um, it just but exactly it's, it's seventeen on seventeen, is it? It's well thirteen on thirteen. It's not. It doesn't matter how much depth you've got. It's about the players on the pitch. So I fair play to fair play to the ring. 
Yeah, go on, one, uh, one player you mentioned there who I think we need to give some credit is Val Holmes because yeah. I thought that was a very, very good performance from him today as well. And to keep that kick in, the drop the drop kick um, oh. from going in touch was was unreal. It it actually I think it it kept the pressure on Queen yeah. on a uh, New South Wales so much. Yeah. Keeping them on their own half. That could have let them out and it could have changed the game that. I thought it was a it was a game changing moment from, from Val Holmes. Definitely. I, I forgot about that. That was unbelievable. Because that yeah, you're completely right. That that given another set in the twenty rather than giving yeah. giving the blues possession. And that that could that actually was game changing. Because they did they could have just gone up the field and scored. Should we should we get into the, the ratings then? Yeah, go on. So we'll start with the we'll, we'll start with the Morons could do with the home team. Yeah. Um Start with Ponga. Obviously scored a try. I've given him a 10. I think he was pretty faultless. I really mean that. I've given him a 9.5. Oh, piss off. Where's Luke when you need him with these half bags? I've given him a 9.5 only because I think some of his positional play in the first half was a bit sketchy. There was a few kicks from Cleary, Cleary where he was out of, out of position and they got a repeat set from him and stuff like that. But Second half, he was a joke. So nine point five for me. I um, I I was informed, especially by Luke, that we weren't allowed to do half points. He, <laughs> he, he put that he put that across to me pretty clearly. So um, if I could, I would have given him a nine point five. But I've actually given him a nine. I didn't think his performance was perfect. You harsh bastards. Didn't think his performance it wasn't was in the first half. It wasn't, was it? In the first so, half. So I couldn't quite give him a ten. And maybe I'm being slightly harsh, but I, I agree. I agree with what Rob's just said. But maybe it is a nine point five. But I'm got, I've got him down as a nine because I was told no half points. Fair enough. Mom for both of you. He was my man of the match. No, Ben Hunt for me. Okay, and okay, we'll go on for that then. Uh, Cobble put an NA. Played about four minutes. You can't. Really I've get... actually given him a minus five. <laughs> just because he was lifeless on the ground and he got completely ratioed by Luai <laughs> he's been embarrassed in front of the whole nation scrawny little Luai stood looking like him. Ben Askren lying on the floor yeah, he was completely out cold he looked like a knobhead on TV <laughs> not a good one for Cobbo <laughs> I can't believe you just said he got ratioed by Luai. <laughs> <laughs> Luai was stood on top of him, looking down at this lifeless corpse. He's, he's ready to an RKO, Luai, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, I love the reaction of the Queensland players. <laughs> Papali, he when, he when he sees Luai stood over the top of him, just runs straight at Luai. <laughs> Jake, I'm guessing you've not given him a minus five. I've not given him a minus five. I wish I had I had it done now. But um, no, Cobbo, I, I gave him a two. I didn't quite go NA. I gave him a two just because obviously he was on the pitch for like a minute and a half. But <laughs> for that minute and a half, I thought he uh, he closed down the kick well that Toho caught, uh, got in the corner. And uh, he was flying until he got knocked out. So that's why he got a two. I think we've talked quite a bit for a player that was on the pitch for two minutes here, to be fair. <laughs> we spoke about him for as long as he was on the pitch. You give, you give a full monologue about him being knocked out. <laughs> All right, we'll move, we'll move away from Cobble. Um, Holmes, I give him an eight. I give him an eight. I just think he's had really good origin. Yeah. And he's, he's been scored, great, hasn't he? He's scored in every game as well, hasn't he? 
Oh, don't um, quote me on that. He definitely scored game two. He definitely, no. he definitely scored today. Yeah, he didn't he score game two. Try. He scored game he one. He scored in game one. Didn't score in game two. Uh, I give Holmes. I give Holmes a nine. Um, I'm against him. I give Holmes a nine, and he probably would have been an eight, and then I bumped him up to nine just for the for the dropout. Yeah. Um, because like 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 I said before, I won't repeat myself too much. Hopefully, but um, that was game changing. So that bumped him up for a nat to a nine for me. Yeah, good player, good good series. It, would he make your Australia squad? Um, you, you know what? On the wing, he might do because you look at some of the players. Tupo is not going to be there. Toho is not going to be there now. So who are you looking at really? Fox and Holmes. Fox and Holmes could be the wingers for Australia, unless you. Worse. Unless you bank yeah, on not someone like Cobbo or um, Suwali. Suwali. He's got a dog in him. They should have had him on. <laughs> I love that um, word. Um, guy, guy, I've given him a generous seven. I felt, I'll tell you why I give him a seven, because I feel like really hard giving anyone from Queensland below a seven just because they all played so well. But I give Gaga a seven. I've given him a six and a half. I think. One thing I thought he did much better was his defensive work. He only missed two tackles. Yeah. I think he'd missed a combined like eighteen in the previous series. Oh yeah, exactly. But I thought, yeah, I thought he was solid. And give him that extra half mark for the shots he landed on Burton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I actually give Gagai a seven, um, and I want to bump him up to an eight just for them two beauties that he landed on Burton. But no, we'll, we'll stick with the seven. Hey, he needs to get on one of the next Paul Gallon cars, doesn't he? Get them two on it. Oh, he's the next one. He's a dog. He's a dog. <laughs> you know I mean? But I reckon if you went for the whole queen, you'd go dog, dog, dog. <laughs> Probably a dog if he needs to be. Um, Corey Oates. See, I've been, so I've been rambling on about Corey Oates starting from Rowan's all series. Um, and came to, I think it's probably the worst game from Quincy because he got no ball, which I don't think was his fault. And didn't and he did, so we just did a lot of defending. So I'll give him a six. Um, he, I mean, he helped Quinton out by knocking out Cameron Murray, but it wasn't on purpose. I, I'm going to disagree with you, John. I thought he was perfect for, for Queensland. I give him a seven. I think. I don't, at, I don't think he played bad. I just don't think he did a lot. Well, I look. I think what he does sort of behind the scenes is a lot more than what Cobble and Tulangi offered in the second game. I think you look at the meters they made in game two. So Cobble made sixty four, and Tulangi made just over a hundred. Oates made 141, 43 post contact, which is like another 30 more than the other two did in the first game. Yeah. He just he just offers so much more at the start of the set than them two. I, ca- I kind of agree with you both here because I don't actually think Corey Oates did that much, but I don't actually think he did anything wrong either. And yeah. um, that was perfect for what Maroons needed because obviously with like Tulungi being out and not knowing who to put out on that wing, they needed someone to come in and just be solid and not make a mistake. And that was the p- perfect performance from Oates for that. And yeah, I know he, he, he made that knock-on, didn't he? But the pass from Pongo wasn't the best. And in defence and under the high ball, he was he was sound, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was solid. And I think he I think he gives you more of a solid platform than what Cobo and Tulangi give you as well to work off the back of. It's back, it's back row playing on the wing, isn't he? He's, gonna, he's always going to give you Basically. a good goal forward. Yeah, yeah. Tommy Aiden on debut. Um, I've given him a seven. These, do you know what? Yeah, I've given him, I'm going to stick with a seven. I'll stick with a seven. Um, solid. 
Didn't there wasn't overall by the occasion. Try assist. I think he's one for the future. I think I think that's harsh. You know, I give him an eight. An eight. Yeah. I no, I, I do. I do. I did. I did these scores. Let's see. The minute the game ended, I haven't had a chance to look back at them, but I'm going to stick with a seven on that one. I did my scores as well, like as, just as uh, as the game ended. I also give Dade a seven, just because I thought it, it would have been quite easy for him to crumble under the pressure, especially having to replace Monster because he's such a big character. But I thought he was he was solid, didn't make a mistake. Uh, yeah, so seven. Um, Luke's mate. I'm, do you know what? Actually, I'm good. Luke has missed the one podcast. We both could have been, we both were in Dream on there because Pong has played well and so is DCA. Like we both could have been on the same wavelength. Give DC a nine. I think he really needed to step up today in the absence of Monster, uh, captain at home in a big game. I think he did exactly that. First half, he wasn't amazing, didn't do anything, but I think his kicking game, I just think he kicked the blues to absolute death in the second half. Uh he got the ball rolling he, with the kick forward on the first set, and then he just went from there. I think try assist as well, yeah. I'd, I'd repeat that, Jord. I've given a nine for the same reasons. The kicking game mainly being the main factor. You know what? I hope Luke listens to this um, somewhere on a, like a sun lounger in in Singapore tomorrow, and because uh, I'm giving DC a ten. Nice. <laughs> I'm giving DC a ten. I hope Luke cries. <laughs> so, just to clarify, so he remembers, you've given Pongo a nine and DC a ten. That that would be correct, Rob. Yeah, that would be <laughs> nine. Uh, who's next? Then uh, Lindsay Collins. I haven't scored him again because fucking barely played. I don't know how he can score. So I haven't barely played. I'd give him a zero because he, unlike Cabo, he didn't get ratioed by Louis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I give him the same as Cabo. I give him a two. I think what we had. First minute Murray, second minute Cobbo, third minute Collins. It's ridiculous, isn't it? That is crazy. I've never seen anything like that. And there's a couple of bits in between as well. That was the best bit. <laughs> Honestly, the first time it's like game. At least you know, when you watch the game, you're like, "What the fuck's just happened?" Like, you didn't know what. That first ten minutes was like thirty minutes long. Yeah, it did. And that's yeah, when- I felt I felt like I'd watched a full game by like twenty five minutes. Oh. I know, and I think, you know, you know what? I bring someone up here. We've mentioned it off the podcast where our mate said it before. Like they always bang on about these are the games you want to play in. I thought first ten minutes. I'm there as a forward going. Yeah, I'm tired. Actually, I'm going to come off here. There's no chance I want to be involved in that anymore. Well, Papa yeah. Lee did, didn't he? Or does every single game? Did he play more minutes this week, Rob? You got his stats there. He did. No, he, but you know what the thing is, he played oh. 33 minutes. So he, still didn't, he only played 10 more than usual. He played 10 more than usual, and it was only because Lindsay Collins went on. Yeah, it was only, that was the only reason. <laughs> God, he didn't play too badly. Well, well, well next up's Hunt. He's got a try. The game, the game clinching try. Great play. I mean, he's all, I mean that, doesn't, that just summed up his game. Um, I've, given him, I've given him a nine. He's going to work with a DC. I thought it was superb today. I've given him the same as Pong. I've given him a 9.5. Thought he was, um, thought he was unbelievable. He silenced a lot of haters today, Ben Hunt, didn't he? He's not going to have hands up in Brisbane, has he? So he had to make a few today. Yeah, exactly. Just everywhere, wasn't he? And his forty twenty. I think the main point I had was his forty twenty changed the game. His one on one strip, and he scored the, f- the final try. Yeah, yeah. That that forty twenty, I agree, changed the game. 
just flipped them round, got them stuck in, got uh, Blues stuck in their own half. Hunt was, Hunt. I give Hunt a 10. He was my man of the match. Is he, is Hunt still top of the Dali M leaderboard? He was at the end of round 12, but it's, it's gone six rounds on now, isn't it? So I wouldn't be. Is, I wouldn't be surprised if he is. If the dragons win, he gets three points. It's one of them. I think it's. I think it'd be Nico Hand by now. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Personally, that could be could be completely wrong, but I reckon so. With the games that Hunt has missed through Origin, Hines is. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Obviously, he is. He is very good, and like George just said, if he plays well for Dragons and they win, he's going to get three points. But I just think because. He does play for Dragons and he is the best player. Sometimes he gets a bit underrated because it's just a given that he's going to get three points. But I think he showed today that he's he's a different class sometimes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Big Papa, Josh Papaliti. Um, oh, no, it's Papali, isn't it? That's what he wants to be called now, isn't it? I can't remember. Is it Papaliti or Papali he wants to be called now? Oh, we don't need this wokeness. Just um, call him Papaliti. <laughs> just Big Papa. <laughs> Uh, I give him, I give big him, snowflake. I've given him a generous six because he he stayed on for a few more minutes this week. You know, what? I think that's harsh. I've given him a seven. I thought he was. I thought he again. He didn't play as many minutes, but I thought he did a much better job in the minutes he played than he did in game two. Made almost hundred meters. You know what? I, I was sorry, George. No, I'm sorry. Come on, Karen. I, I I was going to give him a seven, but then I remembered the comments he was making before Origin about. He was gonna make a bigger impact in this game and in in game three, and he was gonna be different. And I don't think he was actually much different. So I then bumped him down to a six. But technically, he was. I mean, Slate is the one that gives him the minutes, and he and he ran sixty more meters than he did in the last game. So he technically did do a bit more in the time he was given, but. Still not enough for me. If you're going to be playing Origin, you can do more. You should be doing more. And um, you know, I think that's one. I think that's one of the big things. It's, it's not as any player. We know we should be doing more. Like you know, when you know how good a player actually is, and you know better than us, Rob, especially being a Raiders fan. Like, just should be doing a bit more for me. Yeah, I agree. I think, but then saying that for the Raiders, his minutes are normally between forty and fifty. So maybe say he plays forty minutes, the Raiders playing thirty for Maroons might not be too ridiculous. Yeah, true. Yeah, maybe I'm being arsed there. Um, Cape well, give him a. I'll give him a seven. Please, God, give him a seven. Just solid. I'd, I'll give him a seven. He's so versatile, isn't he? I feel like he's always on the centre of the maroon. Can't you can't get a run of games at Barrow, can he? No. Yeah, I, I give him a seven as well. Just a, a solid game. Um, it's just typical of Cape well, really, isn't it? Yeah. Just doesn't let you down. He, 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 that's probably that is keep well over, isn't it? Seven out of ten. Yeah, that's yeah. what he is. Um, Jeremiah and I, I've given him uh, seven. I'm going to stick with it. Give him a. I seven. think this is a this is an interesting one. This because I think this this shows that stats aren't everything because he only ran for 68 meters and he missed eight tackles. But I thought he was good. I've given him a seven on. and a half. But do you not think that's how he is for Cowboys? Yeah. Sometimes you can look at his stats for the Cowboys and you think he's been everywhere and he's been so dangerous during the game and you look at his stats and he's run for 60 metres, but you, you feel like he's been everywhere. I think yeah. he was... They kept putting kicks up to him. He's so dangerous in the air. Ridiculous. I think they just... They just give him a threat down that side every single time with Nanai. So I give him an eight. 
it's almost like a, a, a destined repeat set or a knock on. If you you're kicking to Nanai, he is unbelievably good in the air. Yeah, like it's silly how good he is in the air. He's got a really good offload as well. He has, and a step. You see him put Matt Burton on his ass. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Few people did that though. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get after that. <laughs> um, Patty Carrigan, obviously, congratulations on winning the Royal Lewis. Um, give him a nine. I'd give him a nine. Oh, it was great again, again. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Wally Lewis, I'd give him a nine as well. Um, I think it, it was deserved as well. Yeah. Uh, the Wally Lewis medal. Um, solid in. Even even when they lost, I thought he still played pretty well. Yeah. Um, I think he's been solid in all three games. It, it was very deserved. Looks like he belongs to him. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, and, he, and you're forgetting, he's just come back from that ACL injury. First year back. Is I think uh, i seen something on a, on a 10 in the bin Instagram story <laughs> about this, this ACL. And... Uh, what was it? NRL physio said this is the the best comeback from an ACL injury he's ever seen. Yeah, I don't think it's too far wrong, is it? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I can't remember. Did did Luke have Carrigan as his Wally Lewis? I'm not sure he did. Did he? I don't think so. I don't remember. Um, no, he's not here to clarify it. So not here to clarify. So I've, I've listened to to all of them. I can't remember him mentioning it. It's a shame that you'd think a Broncos fan would pick a Bronco as his Wally Lewis, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you'd oh. think. There's always next year anyway, Luke. Um, yeah, lucky Luke. Move on. But I feel like this is a good chance actually to plug the podcast. Um, and, and sorry, not plug the podcast, plug the Instagram. That's, it is at 10 in the bin on, Insta- on Instagram. We're trying to reach a thousand followers, so please drop us a follow on there. We post is that the one. number 10 or is that written out 10, George? Just for everyone. It's the number 10. The number 10, okay. It's the number 10 in the bin podcast. Oh no, it's just no, it's not. It's just the number ten in and in, in the and then in the bin. Here's the thought. We're trying to get, we're trying to, get to a thousand followers. We post all of our content there, so please drop us a follow. Moving on, back to the bench. Harry Grant, I'm giving eight for, for reasons we mentioned before. Just anything when he's in his own when he's on that five meter line attacking, you just do not know what he's going to do. He worries me every time he's got the ball in his hand. Though he's behind the play of the ball. Yeah, I've, I've given an eight as well. Best hooker in the world. Said it before. Nothing else needs to be said about him. I mean, I don't know if I agree with that statement. Who would you have? Erin Clark? No, well, James Robey's still knocking about. All oh, right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, got to have Robes, the legend. Yeah. Um, I also give Grant an eight. Uh, solid when he came on, just fitted in seamless. Definitely had a plan. Um, just solid, yeah. I'll tell you one thing, I've been... Proven so wrong this whole it shows how little we all actually know about rugby because I've been saying that he needs to start every single game and he's not and he's been apart from game two he's been unbelievable off the bench in both games so it shows that I have no idea what we're talking about I don't know what the rest of us but did, did Cam uh, we've said it before haven't we Cam Smith he's played two minutes for Queensland didn't he yeah that was my argument is like if you want to be the best fucker in the world no, no best fucker in the world is, is a number four thing the game's changed, hasn't it? So yeah, it's faster now. So I mean, yeah. it's different. In in the in years gone by with Origin, maybe when Cam Smith was about, how often would how long do you reckon we'd have spent talking about the number fourteen jersey and who's in it? Yeah, that's so yeah. true. It, well, the game's changed now, as the sense of it used to be you're on the bench because you're not good enough. Now you're on the bench because for a tactical reason, isn't it? 
Yeah. Um, GIRO. I've actually given him a seven. I don't think he did a lot, but I think he threw his body around and he put some good shots in, so I'll give him a seven for that. I've given him a seven. Big meet, big 80 metres in the 35 minutes he played. 26 tackles, he only missed one. Solid. I think he put some shots in. Yeah, I think he's, and like we said, he's a grub, so he'll just, he'll just get in your face. You dog. <laughs> he might yeah. be the biggest. He, I mean, he went under the radar a bit today, but on his day, he's probably the biggest grub in that team. Oh, he's up there with, with Tino on 100%. his day. He's up there with Tino on his day. I give him an eight as well. Um, yeah, just didn't really put a foot wrong all game. No. Moving on to Tino. Tino the Grove. I've given him a... I've given him a seven. I honestly think he's probably go up to an eight. He had, a five, he, had, he had that Masters lock locked in on Burton. I, I, think, I think that's harsh. Uh, do you say seven, George? I said seven, yeah. I still think that's harsh. I give him a nine. Oh, he's right. Of them bench options, oh, you could argue Harry Grant. I reckon. I think he was the best. Serious player team. I that think. that grubbiness that you need in Origin. He brought it to New South Wales. He unsettled everyone on that team. And if you can punch, if you can punch Matt Burton in the face. And then get him in a headlock and not get Sinbin for it. Yeah. I think you deserve a, a nine out of ten for the game. Tino's got me fully rattled. He's got a five for me. <laughs> <laughs> fully rattled. I mean, let's see if he did it if Payne Hafs was on the field. That is one thing I'm disappointed. That's true. It's I've all scrapped today and I'd have loved a have Payne Hafs Tino one. There would have been one. Because they like they oh, had, yeah. they had there a been been couple one. of origins ago, but it wasn't there was no punches. It was just a whole bit of holding. No, there was punches. It was not like the yeah, like not like today. But there was. But they have they have thrown a few punches at each other. Oh, we'll definitely get some more Tino half yeah. in the future. We've probably got about ten years of it. Let's be ten really years of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then finally, Gilbert on his debut. Um, give me six. I don't want to have his stats, and this is just this is probably going off what he did in game. I know you've got them there, Rob. I felt like he just, when he gassed a little bit, John, at the back end of the first half, seemed to miss a few tackles, but I don't know if I'm right with that one, so I'll give him a six. I felt sorry for Gilbert because, obviously, Cape had to fill in at centre, so Gilbert almost had to play 80 minutes yeah. due to Cobbo going off. And you could tell he was just knackered. I'd give him a six, but you could just tell he was... He was genuinely knackered. Yeah. But yeah. I, mean, I think he was at fault for the Saifiti try as well, but... It was his fault. He, he was too slow, he too slow wasn't he? Yeah, well, Appy, Appy jumped out, didn't he? Drew the markers, and Gilbert jumped out and um, jumped out the line and uh, put Saifiti straight uh, on the inside of Gilbert, didn't he? See, I wanted, I wanted to maybe hear some some of Gilbert's stats from Statman Rob because <laughs> I've also given him a six, but was willing to bump him up to a seven because I didn't know the stats and I feel like he he played maybe a bit better than a six. Yeah, yeah but, he, he oh. played 78 minutes. He ran for 47 metres, 17 post-contact, one tackle break, 36 tackles, and he missed five. Yeah, so that's a six in my eyes. You yeah, can kind of tell... Yeah, you can kind of tell... They're very Liam Martin numbers, aren't they? You can kind of tell... He's put a shift in, but that's the extent. Yeah, he's he's filled a gap, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so that was the Maroons. Congratulations on a series win. We'll be on to the Blues, who are obviously a bit disappointed. Captain fullback Tedesco. Um, 
give him an eight because he seems to be busy, but he didn't do a lot. He was busy, but he didn't do a lot with the ball. So give him an eight. He was busy. I've given eight, I think, by a mile, their best player on the pitch. 292 metres, 75 post-contact, seven tackle breaks, three tackles, he only missed one. By far, their best player. Yeah, it was a typical Tedesco performance, but wasn't it really? Just yeah. absolutely solid, good metres, um, very good defensively. He's always sound under the bomb, so I also give him an eight. He was one of the best Blues players, wasn't he? I feel like if they were going to get back in the game, it would have been Tedesco. Yeah, yeah. He needed to do something, but just yeah. couldn't come up with anything. He's got, a, he's got a serious engine on him, hasn't he? Because he just keeps going. The the meet the because it's maybe it's two hundred ninety eight meters, but how many of them are lateral as well? Like, you know, they don't get counted. Like he's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, there was, there was one set where he catches a catches a long kick for I think it might have been DCE. Uh, no, uh, yeah, was it? Yeah, I think it was DCE, and um, takes the ball in. Someone else takes the next one in, and then Tedesco takes the ball in again, making more meters. And then he's involved in the play in like the net, like the not the next tackle, but like the fifth tackle. And it, it's just ridiculous from him. He is a very, very good player. He's just needing some fortune to be on the losing team today, I think. Um, Ryan Toto, I've given a six. Again, I thought he looked quite busy when he got the ball. He breaks, he, I imagine he broke quite a lot of tackles, I reckon, if you look at his stats, but. Not enough, um, just not enough, really, which you can probably say about a lot of the Blues team. I think when you compare his stats from the first game here, uh, from the second game, he ran for 261 metres in the last game, he only ran for 136 in this one. Yeah. He just wasn't as busy as he... No- I mean, I thought he did all right, I'd give him a six, but he wasn't as busy as he normally was. Yeah. What about you, Jake? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Also, give him a six. Um just didn't get much opportunity to show what he can do in attack, didn't he? Most of his ball, I think, was taking it either off his own line or trying to get get the Blues up the pitch. Yeah, didn't get a lot of attacking opportunity, did he? Um, Matt Burton, I've given a four. Uh, and I actually think it's a four just from pure entertainment value from the kick and the fight. <laughs> he probably provided the most entertainment. Yeah. But he's probably one of the worst players on the pitch. Oh, I know, I know who I'm thinking the worst player on the pitch, but go on. Yeah, but I've, I've given him a four. I, I was originally at a three, but the fact that he was still swinging when four Queens and players were on him, I've bumped him up to a four. Dog! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that from Matt Burton. But no. I, lo- I love him so much. Like, <laughs> But yeah, that bomb yeah. was class as well. <laughs> yeah, Burton provided a lot of entertainment. The bomb was ridiculous. Uh, the fight was pretty good. He was definitely concussed in the first half as well. <laughs> but he didn't offer much other than those three things. Uh, <laughs> I also give him a four. And then I assume we're moving on to Big Stee next as well, Crichton. Yeah. Yeah. I think he can join him as well on a four as well. I've given, I've given Big Stee a three. I think he's my donkey of the series. I've given him a three. He's my donkey of the series. Let me down massively. Mm. Hyped him up in the very first podcast we did. Best centre in the league, according to you. Quotation, right? But you know what? I think when he's played for the Penrith, he, he, he can be the best centre in the league, but it's just... First game, I feel for a bit, because obviously it wasn't thrown in at the right time. Second game, I don't think he did much wrong, apart from well, give away a try, actually. But then today, he had some really good moments and then absolute brain explosions that followed them. That offload was a brain explosion, because he'd done well. He beat all three men. And he and made what were in a tackle that he shouldn't have made no meters. He made about five or six. Like, he, you know, he made good meters and then he threw it backwards. 
But the, 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 where the offload goes, if you watch it from the behind angle, Angus Crichton's to his to what would be Crichton's right, and he offloads it to the left. There's no one there when he throws it to. That's I think panicking. Um, that's panicky that and what? Well, that. yeah, a bit, a bit of a bit of panic set in with him, didn't it? That's why he threw that offload out. It, he's not used to being behind, is he? With being a Penrith player, and uh, I think you could tell that though with like. They weren't behind, but Luai and Crichton, like, they started to panic when things got close. Maybe they're not used to them sort of scenarios. And it happened in the first game as well. well they started to panic easy. when they were behind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel for Steve. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't think we'll see him in Origin for a couple of years. I think he'll have to work his way back for Origin. I think Burton will. I think Burton will play in Origin. Maybe he's there next year, depending on who's fit, but I can't see Steve. Both of these will not be starting the centre if... Latrell and Turbo fit. No, and, and that would have been the um, case even if they ripped in today. But I think Burton's more will make the squads more Clippers versus Tilton and Creighton, I think. Yeah, Burton's potential 14, really, isn't he? Yeah. It, he could be a really good 14. I know Luke shot me down with that last week, but I actually think he could be good 14 for them. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not against it. Um, Tupo, I'd give a four. Um Gordon escape sets, but not much more. Couple of errors, particularly the one that led to the try at the end of the first half. So yeah, he's getting a four from me. Four for me as well. Um, I give him. I said five six. I thought yeah, I th- there was that mistake in the first half, but I think I think getting off your own line was where he did quite well. Yeah. Um, probably. Do you have his post contact meters there, Rob? Yeah, seventy one. So it was only yeah. four less than Tedesco. Yeah, I think post contact when when he was running the ball and he was doing it, he was doing really well, uh, like getting Blues off their own line and stuff. But yeah, there was there was quite a few mistakes. It's a shame. It's a shame. I, I think I'd be calling for the Fox to be in the position from next Origin. That's where my head would be. Um, moving on to Jerome Luai, who, who did score a try. Um, and for that, I'd give him a five. It was a four performance, but the tries give him a five. I give him a five because I don't actually think he was that terrible. I think he made some mistakes, but I thought the first half he looked good. I'm surprised he didn't give him a ten. Yeah, actually, he should have really bodying. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't even in that did it just for bloody doing that to cobble. I actually like ten just for the ratio, but yeah, I like it. I like them sort of things, but yeah, five. Uh, maybe I've been a bit biased towards the Blues here, but I'd give <laughs> I'd give Lou I six. I thought the kick, um, sorry, not the kick, the kick that he got on the end of from Cleary's, and I thought actually, I actually thought Cleary's uh, short kicking game today was actually pretty decent. Yeah, so do I. Um, but I actually thought if Lou I puts that performance in for Penrith. We'd probably give him an eight. Yeah. I get what you mean with that. It's, yeah. it's just three games. This was, his, this was his best performance out of the three games, in my opinion. Just been on the wrong side of the result. Just the wrong side of the result. I don't think he did that much in the second one. I think I sc- look, scored him quite low. But yeah, give him a, actually, no, I'll give him a five last time. But yeah, I thought, it was, I thought he was better in this game. He can be quiet, though. He can ghost in and out of games, can't he? And I think if you're playing in a Panthers team and with dominant, that's all right. But I think the Blues need him to be a bit more ball dominant. And I don't think he's always that Especially type. when there's so much pressure on Cleary. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Cleary then. Um, I've given him a six because, I mean, 
he, you know, he, he was at fault for the Ben Hunter at the end. I don't think he was terrible. He just didn't he's going to get so much shit, isn't he? He's going to yeah. get so much shit, but I've given him a six as well because I actually thought he was quite good. Well, now, Luke's going to hate us talking like this because I actually thought he was quite good. Well, I, said, I think, didn't we say at the start of the podcast, the Blues actually didn't play that bad. Yeah. It's all reactionary, isn't it? You are, you, you are very much close. Since someone loses, that team was horrendous and the other team were brilliant. But you can you can lose a game where it's 50-50 and just some calls don't go your way. Like, I was, I was going through my ratings at the end of the game and I was feeling like I sort of had to mark the Blues a bit lower just because they lost the game. But I've give I've give Cleary a seven. Yeah. I don't think it was a bad performance. Obviously that Ben Hunt try at the end sealed it off and he was at fault. Yeah. But Ben Hunt closed down very well. Like they like they did on him for a lot of the game. Um I think it was a I think it was an all right for, performance by Cleary. I don't know what he's doing. He was just try, I think he, I think Tedesco was on his right hand shoulder and he just tried to chip it over. Yeah. Hopefully Tedesco ran onto it. So it wasn't a terrible idea, I don't think. So I watched the clip back. I, it, it, I don't think it would have come off, but it'd been, it would have been interesting if Ben Hunt doesn't insert the ball in the ball goes over Ben Hunt's head because clearly he gets taken out. I don't know who's by who it's by off the top of my head. Um, but he gets taken out, and I'd be interested to see the decision that Klein would have made off the back of that because would he argue that Tedesco would have got the ball? It's all it's and buts, isn't it? Because Ben Hunt got the ball, it's a bit of the full length of the pitch. Um. Moving on, we've got Junior Junior Bolum. I give him a seat because I thought... Did I say his name? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, give, I give him a six. I thought his first stint was pretty decent, but knocked on with his first carrier, his second stint, and didn't really seem to get much ball after that. Or much opportunity. Uh, I've given him a six as well, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, I was I was ready to give Bolo, uh an eight after the first half. Because I thought he was probably New South Wales' best forward. Um, but his second half performance, like you've just said, the, he was at fault at the start of the second half with uh, that knock on, was it? Yeah. Um, so that bumped him down to a six because he just, second half, he, he, was, he was non existent, was nowhere near like he was playing in the first. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame, but I mean, you say about a lot of the Blues players, they just sort of went back in the shell in that second half. Um, after Coruscant, got a try assist for the side beat to try. Thought it looked really lively in the, in the first half, especially. Give him a seven. I think he belongs. Is there an argument to be had now that he should be the starting nine for the Blues? No, because he's playing for the Tigers next year. Uh, can he back out with that? Because I know we're going to come on to this later, but Isaiah probably... He, is going to back out of his one for the Tigers. If I, if I am Coruscant, I'm backing out as well. He's probably getting paid, though. True. Yeah, I, I've seen that. and um, I've seen that, sorry, about uh, Papali backing out. Uh, I don't blame him, to be fair. I wouldn't blame him happy if he backed out, but um, I, I can see him still going. Yeah, he will. He'll be getting paid loads. What did, what did you rate for this game, Jake? I gave him a seven. Um, yeah, very solid. One of the better players in the, in the whole team. Probably up there with, with Tedesco, but not quite the levels. Although, yeah, I get that. 
Uh, I'll come back to you as well then, Jake, uh, for the other Jake, Jake Javoyevich. Yeah, for my uh, manly hero. Um, would it be interesting to see his stats again uh, for his metres made, especially his tackles? I felt, especially in the first half, he was absolutely everywhere um, in defence. He always is. Um, yeah, like like normal. I give him a seven. I've given him a seven too. Yeah, I have. He's made 43 tackles. He didn't miss any. He made 97 metres. I think he maybe could have done a bit more attacking-wise, but his game isn't that really, is it? No. And George, he made a tackle break. Hey, that's oh. a season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, why couldn't he have done it on, on in uh, for Manly? I need that on fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, you're saying that though, Jake, but 43 tackles, there's 43 points just straight off the bat. So we should be doing oh, that. no. Why, why do you think he's still in my team? He, he, he does that for Manly, and that's that's the reason why he's good. Good yeah. on fantasy. And 64 minutes in the middle. And, and you know what? I wouldn't be, he could have played 80. Like that, he's that type of player. That yeah, play 100%. Um, yeah. Cam Murray, I've not scored him because I don't even think he touched the ball. I mean, yeah, zero. Yeah, you, I don't know how you can rate him. NA. NA. Big fan A. I gave him a one for the one minute he played. <laughs> right here we go Jord the, de- the divisive figure that is Liam Martin so I'll give him a six I, I, I don't think he wasn't he didn't do a lot attacking wise I, I don't know his stats so this worries me when you say it when you give a figure of it you don't know his stats no 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 no. I've just given him a five because again middle of the road like I've said the last two games doesn't do a lot unreal he doesn't do a lot of shit he's just Bang in the middle. But do you know what I mean? I know Kate Bill moves his sentence today and he hasn't played back row, and I'm not comparing them as players. Well, I am actually. Is Kate Bill seems to be a shoe in for that Marines team. And it's probably because of his versatility, but I don't know what more, much more Kate Bill does to Mark Lee and Martin when they're both playing back row. Mm. Mm. I know it's interesting, eh? I like Liam Martin. I, I, you know what? I like Liam Martin. And I expected him a bit more for him, yeah. from him in this game. Um, I, I, he needs to be. He needs to take a look at Jai Arrow. Yes, that's yeah, yeah, He needs yeah. to take a look at Jai Arrow and maybe think that that's what he should be doing. I gave him a five as well, as well I, as Rob. I think that's a really good comparison, Jake. That's what Murray Martin can be. Yeah, it is. He's, he's built from similar mould as Jai Arrow. I like that. I like that comparison. That's good. Uh, finally, we'll come to you. Um, I'd give him a seven because he. Do you know why? Just because he seems to get his hands on the ball four times a set. And I just think that's impressive that he's constantly involved in the game. Probably more of a six, but I'd give him a seven because I like how he's yeah. in the yeah. game. Big Isaiah. I thought I liked it. I liked him in the game. Um, I also gave him a seven, and I just rate him for sprinting back and still trying to get Ben Hunt at the end. To be honest, yeah. I give him. I give him a six. Because I don't think I think he could have done a bit more, but you like you say, George, his hands are always on the ball. Impressive, and his hands are good as well. Like they're always pinpoint accurate. So yeah, give him a six. Damien Cook is next. Who I would give a four. I just there's not a lot. You, there's not a lot you can judge him off. I bet you've got. I bet you've got a stat there. I can imagine you probably made. 15 tackles, no, this 25 not. tackles. But how long was on the pitch? 25 minutes? 28 minutes. So he's making a tackle a minute. Did he miss any? Nope. So there you go. So, like, you give he him... made nine metres. 
Yeah, see, that, and that's and that's more where the issue lies, I think, is, you know, he's so solid defensively. If you could just get that running game back that he has, he's, he's unbelievable again, you know. And that's it, isn't it? If you're coming on as a 14, you need to make more than nine metres. Yeah. Well, does that, do them stats not just show how much New South Wales were defending in that yeah, time? Yeah, that's another good point, yeah. I think I remember that that nine metres, I think I actually remember where those whole nine metres come come from. And it was a run in the middle of the pitch where he dart, like darted out. And that's the only time I can remember him actually doing anything. I, I gave him a four. But it's not because we, we obviously know Damien Cook's a, a very good player, but he just didn't have enough time to impact the game. Or yeah, I don't think you can slate him too much. I just don't think it was the type of game for Damien Cook. Do you know why I think he's... He, he, he seems poor and I've only noticed it in Origin because I don't watch a load of South is if someone gets an offload that say it's a halfback and it comes to Cook it's, for me his first thing should just be run there should be some sort of broken line there for him to run into but he always seems lost when he receives an offload and he looks to pass it on himself but then you, you, there's no broken line then once he's passed it on I don't know I just feel like his instincts are sort of like not there at the moment hmm Wayne Bennett's just ruined his running game. He's definitely had a drop off. He's still a very good player, but he's definitely had a drop off in um, in ability or form over the past like couple of seasons, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sad shame. Um, big Angus Crichton, Luke's Luke's number one. Oh, Angus Crichton with Luke as his number one fan. Give him a six. I think I imagine he probably played big minutes today, but still give him a six. I actually have give him a seven. They played big minutes. He played 73 minutes because of the Murray stuff. Yeah. He made 128 metres and he made 29 tackles. And I boosted up to a seven because he took the first run after the scrap. He got up yeah. injury though. And well, he, got, he took it in and that takes a lot of bollocks considering the situation. Especially yeah, when Big Tino was the one that was tackling him. You've got to have a bit of a screw loose to take that, ball, that next ball in after that. I gave him a six. I was actually surprised. Um, obviously, the, the plan wasn't for him to come on in the first minute for Murray, so he was he was threw in right at the start of the game, and we've we've said how intense that start was. I think he did well for for what he was given. Um, yeah, so I'll give him a six. Do you know, do you know that going back to that first carry? Why are they always sprinting in as well? Like, why don't you just like jog it in? Like, why do they fall on Sam Bird? You say, like, that's not that's not the way I'd be doing it. I'd be like. Jogging in and just turning me back and just bracing for the impact. Don't get it, mate. It's how you get a even even worse that though. Yeah, true. I just I don't know. I just it, I look at them and I'm like, you psychopath. Like Sam, Sam Bird just normally puts them in one hand and sprints. Like that's crazy to me. That's Tommy making so now he does it. And I was, that's that's why we that's why none of us. I mean, I didn't play rugby really. You used to did made it anywhere because all of them were all like fuck taking that tackle in. <laughs> So I stayed on the wing. Yeah, we normally just gave it Eckley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on those situations. You'll get a shout out later, don't worry. Um, Jacob Saviti, another another debut on. Uh, I give him an eight, just his first stint, really. I just thought he came on. I think he injected a lot into the blue side. And it's a shame they couldn't build off the back of it with more points, to be honest. I thought he was really good when he came on. I'll give him a seven and a half, just mm-hmm. because of how good his first stint was. Uh, I, I give him a seven. First in, unbelievable, scored the try. I thought as an origin debut went, if Blues had 
the Blues would have won that game with Saifiti's debut, I think he'd have been getting a lot of praise. We'd be talking about him a lot more. Yeah, definitely. But with the loss, I think it'll get a bit swept under the rug. Yeah. Game of seven. I thought he fatigued a bit, was a bit dodgy in, in defence, maybe once. But yeah, set solid, so seven. Seven. And then finally, the man we've probably spoke about most on this podcast so far, Sifatala guy, give him a three. I've given a three. Sorry, Harry. Yeah, sorry, Haz. Yeah, unfortunately, Harry, this is the lowest rating I'd give anyone on the, the Blues team, and it's also a three. Um, when you when you get put on late in the game, then you get dragged off after, what was it, 24 minutes, did you say, Rob? 23, yeah. 23. Um, it's, not looking, it's not looking good, Brev. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's really not. You come on, make an error. Um, the only good thing, know. the only good thing he did was the uh, forced turnover on Holmes. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was, but he'd already missed like two yeah. tackles. <laughs> yeah, true. He had to, he had to make that. He had okay. to do that, and it saved him the fact that Holmes knocked on there. Because he'd already missed two tackles to get in that situation. I should have really given him a four just for proving me right this whole time. He is he has massively been overlooked. I mean, what's the what's the word? Overrated because of how well he's played at centre to then stick him at seventeen makes no sense considering he's been an average loose uh, second row his whole career. You know what I seen someone tweet saying it did make me laugh for someone, but ironically, Talakai's played more like Morgan Harper today. You know, after he has that monster game over Morgan Harper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Life comes at you fast. Um, well, that was the, that was our ratings for the uh, State of Orange 3. Congratulations once again to Queensland and to Luke. I mean, our Queensland fan before killing himself, he can't be accelerated. But that was that was State of Origin. That and his fun. and his prediction. We'll give we'll give him. A predi- I can't like we said. I can't remember who he said was going to get Wally Lewis, but I do remember his prediction was Queensland. It was quite close. Yeah. So congratulations to everyone who supports Queensland. A last word, Jake. Uh, I'm not going to give anyone any congrats. Blues will be back <laughs> ne- next it. year. <laughs> next year, Luke, don't be celebrating too much because well, you, yeah. you won't see it again. I've got one point as well, though. This is the formula for England to do well at the World Cup. We just need to be horrible cunts to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I- we also pay the ref a bit like Queensland do yeah <laughs> are you um are you trying to advocate for James Bentley into the England squad then oh, 100% get James Bentley in that England team that, who, else, who else could you get in like, from that England team Paul Partington oh I reckon we should go with the most horrible 13 and just try and rattle a few cages we're going to get beat anyway so we might as well get beat more like on our shields <laughs> yeah <laughs> for <laughs> After we lose to Samoa, I'll probably just support Samoa from then on. I'm worried about the Samoa game. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I'm 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 so good vibes. I'm looking forward to PNG Tonga at Totally Wicked. Like I'm not worried about England. I'm worried about <laughs> But listen, this is it though. If Luai and Critter are playing for Samoa, just stick it to them. They don't like it. Yeah, true. Oh, I can't. I can't be arsed with us making what. England will make Luai look like Darren Lockyer, and I can't really be happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm not looking forward to. Right, move away from both of anyway, move away from that. Um, obviously, there's only four NRL games this past weekend with Origin on. 
the round started with Sharks beating Storm 28 to 6. Be honest, didn't see that one coming. Um, Who did? <laughs> I think I got lost with Luke's origin prediction. Um, no, Rob, Rob did. Rob did find. Did say uh, Sharks were going to win. Storm losing back to back games. What do you think of that, boys? I wouldn't read too much into it. I think the origin disruption is playing its part. Uh, there is, I mean, it could be worrying, but I think they'll be okay. And it's just a bit dip in form mid-season. They'll be back. Yeah, I, I agree. I also think injuries have played a big part. If you look at their back line, it's very makeshift. Yeah. And in the game, I don't know whether, I know George said before that he watched, um, you watched the full game, didn't you? Yeah. You'll know, I, I only watched the highlights, but every single try came out wide. Yeah. For, for Sharks, every single try. Some really some of, edge defending. So yeah, some of the edge defense was was bad. They they had two young wingers, Storm, and some they were pushing up, they were flying out when they didn't need to fly out, and they were standing off when they didn't need to stand off. And I thought I don't think Ollum who who was on Ollum's wing? Uh was it Grant Anderson? Was it was it yeah, Grant Anderson? Compared to, to him though, he was he was in the wars, Amy. Got oh, he was his elbow and everything. He was. Okay, but I don't think Ollum helped him. No. Well, yeah, because it was. Was it? Was it Ollum, Grant Anderson, and then Seve and Loremia? Yeah. And Anderson went off injured, didn't he? Yeah, we went off injured twice. He had a head knock and then came back on and then hyperextended his elbow in a pretty nasty tackle. So there was a bit of reshuffling twice on on the edge as well. And now uh, Smith's got his three game suspension as well. What do you think of that incident? Right. It's an interesting one. What did he say? I don't even... I don't really... Oh, the know referee cheating bastard. Cheating bastard, yeah. Is that it? That yeah. was it. The, the ref reaction, obviously, I watched watched the highlights. From the ref's reaction, I thought it was going to be much worse. But it is in rugby, isn't it? I suppose. We all play football together. And I reckon we've all caught... I've been on the pitch and all of us have called the ref cheating bastard. Not even... Faced any consequences from it while yeah. while in rugby, you just just doesn't happen. Yeah, to be fair, even just at amateur level when we was playing, I knew not to not to try and say anything to the ref because he's just going to penalise straight penalise you straight away for it. Yeah, three game suspension though as well. Yeah, three games is as big. Excessive that. It's excessive, but at least Storm got Grant coming back. Well, do they? Because he was limping off at the end of this game. Well, yeah, no, he did. He, he did. He didn't play full 80. Well, he was never going to play full 80 anyway. But... I think they, they, might, they might be forced into playing Grant this week. Yeah. It, do you know what? It, it's, it's beat the mould of what I, I think I said a couple of weeks. The Storm just seems to find plug and, plug and fill players, don't they? These players are just fine from nowhere, what it seems like, and then they come and play well. But it's not happening for them at the moment, is it? Not at all. Muzz is a big miss, and obviously he'll be back for them this week. I just think, and we mentioned it like we mentioned it last week, that the spine of the four of them, they all complement each other. And I think when one's missing, the, the machine doesn't work as well. So they need them all to be back fit. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but moving away from the storm, I think it's a credit to the Sharks, I think they played really well. Um, we, and Matt Moylan probably deserves a shout out as well. A shout Matt Moylan is 100%. The standout from that game. Yeah. Um, 
I think no, some stats as well, actually, for, for Sharks that I haven't, we haven't mentioned. No Hines. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Hines. But I thought Trindle actually played quite well. Yeah, so did I. Like, he stepped in, he did a job, and he, he did very well. But Matt Moylan was definitely the standout. Two try assists, two line breaks, 22 tackles, 135 kick meters, and then the step for that, for that try onto the inside, onto his inside foot. And then, who, who did he put through? Can you remember? Uh, it was on the left edge, wasn't it? So it was. Yeah. Was, it not, was it not the Brayley try that? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It was Brayley. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah I thought. I think I said Matt Morgan was destined for Wakefield a few episodes ago, but he looks. He just looks without hands, and he's still playing at that level. Yeah. So fair play to the guy. Into the storm as well. I know the storm. We missed a few players, but still. The the problem is though we all know that he could break his ankle next week. Yeah, so it, hamstring. It, it'd be isn't it? so Matt Moylan to yeah to pull a muscle or or just get injured. Yeah, they want to do him at Wakefield to be honest. But you look at you look at the league now. They've won four in a row now. The Sharks. They're on the same points as Melbourne, and the two behind the Cowboys. Smoky for the top two. It's going to be close. It's going to be all, I think all three of them are in with a shot off the top two. So do I. So do I. Um, if I was to say now, I think Melbourne will get the shit together and go on a run at the end of the season. But I'd like to see the Sharks and the Cowboys make it, I would. My money's beyond. I think my money's on the Cowboys at the moment. I know they're leading as well, so it's not like a... But I think the Cowboys are just going to keep winning. Keep doubting them, but yeah. Any final word on that game, boys? Uh, Jesse Ramian. Of course. Oh, trick. Yeah, hat trick. Rambo. Hat trick, try assist. One of our mates' favourite players, that Jesse Raymond. So, yeah, Jesse Raymond and Talakai. So, where he's lost in Talakai, we'll give him a shout out for Jesse Raymond. So, congrats, Haz. There you go, Haz. Jamie uh, wasn't was on a fantasy week. You were? <laughs> Jamie wasn't on a fantasy week. Well, I know. Well, he wouldn't have had hands or Talakai, would he? So, true, true. But yeah, it's interesting to see where the song go from here. Need to start getting the shit together, really, don't we? No, definitely. Definitely. Um, move on Mike South uh, South winning 40 points to 28 we all which we all me you and me Rob and Luke predicted uh, and do you know what I think the first thing I want to talk about this game is you know it may not have been statistically his best game but the difference that Trell makes to that team is unbelievable Just, yeah. I think he helps Cody Walker as well massively looks a different looks last, like last year's Cody Walker again already yeah he stepped up big time as well didn't he he was captain wasn't he was captain and he's captain for the time. yeah captain for the first time. I thought he definitely stepped up. Yeah, gave Cody Walker a lot of help. Um, it's just Latrell all over, isn't it? He was bullying people all game. It's just ridiculous, isn't it? That someone that his build should not be as quick and as skillful as he is. He's ridiculous. No, not at all. They've they've definitely missed him. I mean, how can you not? But um. They definitely, definitely played a lot better with him in the team. This was a closer game than I expected, though. I thought the Knights weren't too bad. No, they weren't. I completely agree. I and I think they've got some. I mean, how many, like Jake said before, how many halves pairings have they had? I thought Milford and Clune, I mean, did they win last week? And this week, they put a game together against Sal. It's like forming a bit of a partnership. Do you know, do you know who they've not had for both of those games? Ponga. 
Yeah, so you can tell you the problem is there. Mm. You look at the storm, mid blow the bats back losses, no monster. Look at night, bats back wins, no pong. No, 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 not bats back wins. They did lose this game though. Bats back good performances. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, it was a lot closer than I thought. I mean, they've conceded forty, but I didn't think they'd score twenty-eight. Seems seems a praise in the nights a little bit. Someone who deserves praise again this week for a little bit. Rob's favorite Dom Young. What Jamaican? Jamaican Dom Young. Jamaican Dom Young. I think his uh, his performance was slightly up and down. But I still think he played very well this week. He is slowly becoming one of the one of the best wingers in the NRL, and it's just a shame that he's decided he's Jamaican. Well, I don't think I don't think he decided. I mean, well, he did obviously, but I think Sean Wade made a decision for him when he didn't come bother to see him. True, true. No, I thought I thought um, I think yeah, you're right. He's Jamaican for a, for a year. He'll be in the England team eventually. Yeah, but I think but like that's. Big praise that saying that he's becoming one of the best fingers in the uh, NRL. I think it's I think it's a fair statement. Yeah, but it, it is, is a fair well. statement. But it is a big it's a big one. The play last yeah. week where he, he had the try saver and then he scored in the corner was was it's one of the best minutes of rugby I've seen any player ever have. That, yeah, no, that it, was, it, that it was, was this it week. Was what? Sorry, that was this game week. Oh, oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. What man about? Yeah, yeah. The turn of speed to save the try and then. Forty seconds later, he's scoring in the corner, beating a man with a with a um, a big see you later. I don't argue. One of my favourite players as well on the other wing, Edric Lee. Oh, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Edric Lee, Edric Lee surprises me because he looks like a bit of a donkey all the time, doesn't he? In the air, he was quality, and I thought his all round performance was pretty good. Trying two try assists. Yeah, both wingers for the Knights have been playing really well. Yeah, they're so just missing someone yeah. uh, that, that 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 can link up play, aren't they? And yeah, and uh, yeah. come out, come out the back, and you know, do you think the Knights need new spine? I mean, they need to reinvest their money a bit more wisely and get a new. Nah, spine. they're not that far away. They've they've got Ponga and Braley, right? You need, you need six and seven, though, don't you? Milford's not the answer. They need what? They need one. Strong yeah. half like Mitch Pierce, you know, like when we were saying, they need someone that's going to come in and like dictate things so Ponga can play off the back. And we say it every week, but I wonder who the time who, who's Aldo that they don't get. Can Milford do a job though? Yeah, no, 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 no. but I he can do a job, but that's it. Mm. Yeah, all right, <laughs> it depends what you want that job to be. If you if you're saying oh, Knights, Knights are only a couple of steps off, like being a a, a very good team, like a playoff-worthy team, then Milford can't do that job. I mean, if, I think if you're the Knights, you look at what the Sharks have done the past twelve months, and you go to and you go, why can't we do that? The, the Sharks were literally a Nico Hines and a Dale Finucane away. That's all they've changed to be where they are now. What what you just need to bring in an experienced leader. Well, oh, there's lots of Frizzell actually, but a good seven. It turns your team around. They've got a really good forward pack. I know they're losing Barnett at the end of the season, but the forward pack's fine. And they've got some stars and some developing stars. They just need a solid half-back pair. Solid half-back, but I'm just, I just can't think of the top of my head. I don't know if you, if you just someone who would fit that mould for them. Somebody, There's not many of them. There's not many available. 
That's all. Paul Point isn't the best team to have them all. They don't get rid of them. But what about, what about Luke Brooks or Jackson Hastings? Luke yeah. Brooks. I think they're going to stick with Dewey and Hastings in the halves by the looks of it. It could, Brooks it could is, be the refreshing start to his career. Yeah. Luke Brooks needs. Brooks is on a fur wedge, though, isn't he? At Wests, he's on a million, but he's going to have to take a pay cut wherever he goes, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Unless he, goes, unless he goes and finds a deal in Super League. Um, he comes up great. He's not going to earn any money, is he, compared to no. One thing I did want to talk about in this game, do you think that was a sending off for Clemmel? No. Never. Has that been overturned? No. He's I, not got a suspension for it. He's not. I no. think it was ridiculous. It is when you watched Origin today. And then, oh, yeah, and but... The elbows in the face on the floor. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, well, but... Sure. <laughs> Even yeah. for a normal game, I thought it was ridiculous. There wasn't a sending off. Lost control at the end of the game, didn't the ref? He had a really good game, though. Clemmer, the ref. Clemmer. Yeah, he did. That's, bad. That's two bats about really good games, actually. Well, he's, had, he's been playing well all season. Yeah. Another, um, another you know one they could have used. One forward that did surprise me again, considering he got hooked the other week. Tom Burgess ran over 200 metres and he played 71 minutes. That's impressive. That. Didn't they lose a forward, Sals? Isn't that why he played? Well, they must have, but he's gone over 200 metres again this week. He's got to have been knackered because I look. I was also surprised by Tom Burgess, and I didn't. I didn't realise that they'd lost the forward, and he might have played a bit more. But didn't he miss ten tackles? He did, but I think he's been. He's putting shifts in for for the bunnies. Yeah, um, well, I think Luke mentioned it on the last podcast actually that he was surprised how well Tom Burgess played last week. So he's getting a, up a bit of run of form, and he. Yeah, yeah. I've got it wrong. They didn't lose a forward. Ilias went off in the first minute and that went Cody Nicarima moved from 13 to half-back. I think Burgess uh, had either played more minutes at prop or moved to loose. I can't quite remember, but it meant he had to fill a gap, basically. Well, he got... He, um, he was on the offloaded it to Luttrell for the Dom Young try-saver because Luttrell then passed it to Nicarima. Yeah. Yeah, he's quietly having a good second half of the season, Burgess. I mean, he's not played his way into the England squad because he's going to be in it anyway, but could be playing himself into more of a prominent role. Yeah, definitely. Do, do you... Um, I think this is like, out of the last five games, four wins now for Souths. Yeah. And the slowly making a bit of a climb up the table, I think, what well, I'm looking here, they're in, they're in seventh now on 20 points. Do you reckon if they get a bit of a run of form, they could be a bit of a dark horse for the Premiership? We've said this a few times. I think they'll be with the trail back. There'll be a team that'll break someone's hearts, and in yeah. they won't win it, but they'll 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 kill someone like Brisbane Cronulla or someone in the in the finals. Yeah, on the day they can beat anyone. Do you know anyone? Do you know I can see, I can see this season ending honestly. Like with Premier probably winning it. But the semi-finals will end up being after all these teams having good years. The teams that you expect to be there, I just wouldn't be surprised if you see no. like Penrith, Melbourne, South, Heels, South, yeah, yeah. And then after all these good seasons from Brisbane and Canola and Cowboys, when it gets when it gets to the bad moments that matter, they sort of just don't go over the edge, die off at the end. Yeah, no, I could fully yeah. see that as well. Yeah, many final. Think, Sorry, go on, Jake. Well, well, yeah, well, one final. 
person we haven't mentioned too much, Cody Walker. Yeah. That yeah. was an unreal performance for me. Yeah, it was unreal. Two tries yeah. and three try assists. Yeah, two two tries, three try assists, a line break, one line break assist. Just led by example, especially after Ilias going off, like George just said in the first minute. Uh, Cody Nicarima didn't play bad, I don't think, but I just think he had a hand in everything yeah. that was good for Stouts. And then the interception towards the end was was quality. I just think it was a very, very good performance from Cody Walker. He's been getting a bit of a bit of stick this season as well. It also it makes me a bit more annoyed that Adam Reynolds left to go to Broncos because I think they could play very well together this season. Yeah, that's about it. time um, he was on the good side of an interception, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. But he no, he showed he had a kicking game as well. When yeah, after Elias went off, yeah, yeah, he didn't. He? Yeah, yeah, well, but like he can do it and take that more prominent role, especially because Elias is so raw. But yeah, I'd like to see the same again this week. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Well, who they got this week? Bulldogs. Yeah, uh, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs are all burnt. You know, Burton and Gagai. Got got away with no suspension. I thought they've been. I thought they had been. No, they've got twenty three percent of the purse. Ah, oh, only twenty percent. What a random <laughs> that is. <laughs> how how has Brandon Smith got a three game ban for calling the ref and cheating bastard, but them two haven't got any sort of suspension for punching each other up? I'm surprised about that as well because like Peter Volandis is trying to like improve the image of the game, isn't he? <laughs> And having your most, what will end up being the most viewed game of this year, have a big fisty cuff in the middle of it. Surprising. Well, them, two, them two have been fined. And Tino's been fined for the fight for grabbing Burton and also the elbow, Jake. Ah, right, okay. Well, not the elbow, the, the hand over his chin. Yeah. <laughs> so, I reckon Volandis just comes out and just claims they all have the dog in him and <laughs> I'm done with it. <laughs> Can't ban them all dogs. We just need to say there's exceptions for Origin because we all know it. Yeah, yeah, and no one would complain either. No, no. you want to see it. You do want to see it. Yeah, hundred percent. Why they haven't been banned? And wait for the viewing figures for the first game next year. They'll be a lot higher because of today's game. You can you you can sell that first game next year if you're if you're Channel Nine or Fox or whatever. That first game next year sells itself. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's. I mean, Origin does anyway, but the stories that there's there's more stories going on, and you know what the stories would be like before, and it'd be like Payne Haas would be like, "I won't let that happen if I was there. That won't have happened." You know, all these like little stories. Yeah, like, you know. yeah. Um, right. Move away from Night South. What? What? One, one second. One final word. Tex Hoy, see you in Hull next year. You are shite. Oh, I wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, he was shit. I'm not having it. It wasn't that bad. I'm not having it. He was shit. I don't care. You might be looking at the stats there, Statman, but I... I'm not, but I actually thought he'd been all right the last couple of games. Nah, some, of his, some of his positioning at the back was bad. Like, yeah. I, I, he's a welcome addition to Hull. I can't wait to watch Super Jack run round him next year. He'll rip in next year, Texas, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. It's <laughs> <laughs> about as good as Phil Clark's Cade Cross. Shout that. <laughs> I think you know what, Jake. I wouldn't even be surprised if Kekos wins it. It's fucking Super League. Uh, Not that he's been good, but just that's the worst something Super League would do. 
Um, cool. Tigers Eels next game. Eels winning 28 20. So the best thing that happened in this game for me is it brought the Titans off the bottom of the ladder without us even having to play. God, the Tigers are so bad. If you actually finish below the Tigers, you're a disgrace. I know. They're shut down. I don't think they played too well to two this game, though. But they could have been like. The Eels were great, though. The Eels could have been miles ahead of this game. They, they scored two disallowed tries at the start of the game, didn't they? Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, I thought I thought Moses was good actually. But again, the Eels—you just don't know what's going to happen. Oh, I, tell you, I want to go, yeah. I want to go back to that Moses point you just mentioned then, though, Rob. He's a top three halfback in this league on his day. So, just if you if you went by name, no, but when he's at his best, yeah. That's such a, an Eels thing, though. Like on his day, on their day, yeah. It's just Mitch Moses, Eels, the same thing. They can win 50-0 one week and then get beat 50-0 the next week. I, I only watched the highlights of this game and I still got bored. <laughs> I don't think this game was, was that great. I actually you enjoyed might, it. You, know, you might I disagree. I actually thought it was all right because it's like the local derby and it was close in periods. There was, there was one point it was like 16-10 or something for a long spell of the second half. Um, but I think you always knew who was going to end up winning the game. Yeah. There was no doubt in my mind. Oh, yeah, the Tigers might win this or whatever. Um, but I think the Tigers. I think they've just have they appointed someone new. Tim Sheens. Is that is that official? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's official. Well, they need yeah. They need Clark, big, reported it. They need a big like turnover, don't they? Really, they've got a halfback pairing. If they can keep Dewey and. Hastings, that's one thing. They've got a nine in Coruscant. I think they need a better fullback. Yeah, that fullback to the week. But they could have a good spy in there. If they, they they get rid of Luke Brooks and they free up that million pound contract, they've what they've already got. Hopefully, Papali and Coruscant coming in. Nah, probably he's backing out of that deal. He's played. He's played no, it like but, once. And he's gone. Yeah, fuck. But the, the, like, like you just said, they're they're, they're half. They're a decent fullback off. A hundred percent being off the bottom of the table next year. The way the well, the way the Gold Coast are playing anyway. That they could probably be better than Gold Coast and and the the doggies. But even with a spine of Dane Laurie, Dewey, Hastings, and Coruscant, that's still a team fighting for the top eight. That's a bold prediction. Do you think but when you bold. look at other, when you have a look at other spines that are fighting for the top eight, Savage, Whiten, Fogarty, Zach Wolford, I mean, it's, Cody Ramsey, Ben Hunt, and Andrew McCulloch. You've got Coruscant's a premier hooker. Dewey Dewey is a really good six. Hastings is a good seven, and then Dane Norris is a young fullback. I'm, I'm not I'm not letting you get away with cheekily. Um, Slotting the Raiders into challenging for the playoffs there, by the way. No, but that's not not but that sort of team that floats between yes. ten and eight. Yeah, I, I just think. That, do you know what? I just think the Tigers are cursed. Just not for yeah. the them ever. Only then would I have a player that as probably they're probably got paying a lot of money. Go, don't know if I fancy this actually. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they're probably paying him a lot of money to go over there. Um, and I also actually, I mean, I don't think you didn't watch the game, Jake, but. Nofaluma did not touch down his second try. Not, it was the clearest of all knock-ons I've ever seen. 
Oh yeah, I saw it on the highlights. It definitely looked like a knock-on to me as well. It was so clear of a knock-on, but didn't matter in the end, which is all that's good. They're definitely finishing bottom. Sorry, Joe. I think you're playing this week, don't you? We do. We sure. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. not this week? No, you play we've, the... We've got Broncos. Broncos. Oh, that's it, isn't it? You've got Broncos this week. You've got Broncos, Bulldogs, bats of that. Need to win one of them. Yeah, you do. But um, on just back onto uh, the Tigers. Yeah, they'll finish bottom. As for the Eels, good win. but And they're actually only two points off top four. But then they could, but they, they could easily just go and lose the next three games. Like that's not like they've got the Warriors this week. Then they've got the Broncos. So if they win both of them games, they could be in the top four. Yeah. But they could. I could see them losing to the Warriors. Oh, if it's in Australia, no. It was in New Zealand. Yeah. They're well capable, and then they've got the Panthers after that. They'll probably go win that. Yeah, that is the year all over that, actually. Yeah, it is, yeah. Lose like a 16-12 against the Warriors, but walk away with Penrith. You know, yeah. We're a team. I think, I think they are also a team that could probably upset one of the ones who made the top four. Because on the day, they on the day they beat anyone, like literally anyone. There'll be one win and done in the finals. That'll be it. They'll win one, they'll lose one. Yeah. Can't put the catastrophe. Points together, can they? Well, wins together, that's why. But it's fifth that plays eighth, isn't it? Yeah. And then sixth that plays seventh. Yeah. So it could be end up being Parramatta against Bunnies. Or Parramatta's Roosters. Yeah, something like that. But two of them team, what two of them teams are gonna play each other. It's not where you want to be. That's why you want to make top four, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway. Honestly, the eight this year is so unpredictable. Well I think it's hell yeah. Making the top four is also important because you, if you lose, you get a second chance, don't you? Yeah, so. exactly. Massively important. Final word on that game, Jake? Um, Mitch Moses, like we've already said, the standout. One thing that I did like was the uh, the hooker for Tigers, that's Hermanu Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd, he'd been out for three years, and he? he got over for the first try. Looked good, well. Yeah, yeah, he looked decent. Yeah. Another another person who's come to England and gone back a better player, but it's shocking over here, apparently, the standard. One final word, George. All three of us got this one right as well. Yes, we did. I didn't even mention that, actually. Pretty like, easy one. Yeah. That, and we all got ourselves right. I don't know if I mentioned that before, but we did yeah, yeah. ourselves right as well. Uh, and then the final games of the round, like we said, there's only four games. Broncos-Dragons, with Broncos winning 32-18, which I just did not see coming with all the injuries. But I think it's no hunt, no Dragons. I thought they were going to be all right with Sullivan because he's supposed to be a really good young car. Yeah. I thought him and Amoan together could have, with the injury, with the injuries and the origin exclusions that the Broncos had, could have done something. But they keep winning. <laughs> keep running away. Yeah. And Tessie knew on his uh, return was superb. Superb. Uh, Tessie knew was unreal, wasn't he, actually? I think I've got his stats here. One try, two try assists, two line breaks, three line break assists, seven tackle breaks, 171 metres gained. That's his best game yeah. ever. It, it probably is his best game, yeah. On he the did. back of them just signing Reese Walsh at fullback. Yeah. Well, if you're Tigers. Yeah. Tigers. Do you look at Tessie? 
What happens though if Tessie plays like this from now to the end of the season? They get into the finals, they win a couple of games, and Tessie's been a vital part to play in that. And Reese Walsh comes in. And Reese Walsh is coming in. They, what what do you do? If you're a player now, actually, the, the, would you rather join the Tigers or the Dolphins? If you're like, if you if you're testing it, testing anywhere, would you rather go Tigers? Would you know? Yeah, Dolphins are fucked. Yeah, dolphins are fucked. The season's in like six months, six six months, something like that, and they've not even got like a fullback or a halfback pairing yet. Ah, they've, got, they've got Sean O'Sullivan. They'll... Yeah, Sean O'Sullivan's. It's going to be Sean O'Sullivan at seven, Milford at six, and Herbie Farmworth at one. Oh, uh, they could go to <laughs> Jermaine Asako. Do it. They... I'm, I'm, I'm can't wait to the back of him. They have signed him though, haven't they? Asako. Yeah, Sarko's he signed for the Dolphins. Yeah, but... yeah, that's what I mean. So he could play yeah. fullback. He, he 100% should play on the, the wing. He should be nowhere near fullback, but... They should have another year to set, build up a team. 100%. Mm. 100%. They shouldn't, they're just going to throw a lot of, like... Have they even got, they've got Marshall King at hooker, haven't they? Which isn't bad. They've got the Bromwich brothers. They've got some all right players, but they've not got that spine, have they, yet? Haven't they just signed Cody Nicarima as well? Oh, well, have they signed Nicarima? Yeah. I swear I saw something about Nicarima, yeah. Yeah, yeah they have, haven't they? Yeah. It just feels like just, whoever's available, they're just going to sign. That, that's the point it's got to now, hasn't it? All the yeah. teams have gone, yeah. they're just picking up whatever's left. They're like the Seattle Seahawks, that. Yeah. <laughs> With our five QBs. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to this Broncos-Dragon game, I just think Broncos are really turned around the culture a lot this year. I think that's one of the biggest issues they had from previous seasons and they've, they've got that good culture back again haven't they that winning culture yeah definitely they're just yeah. going to keep winning keep winning and the, the one of, they're one of the biggest teams aren't they in the NRL they oh. definitely deserve deserve to be up there I remember going I can't remember what year it was I'm sure George will, will tell me um, when we played them in the World Cup Challenge Saints 2007 2007 that was it the uh, in Bolton and it was a great game and I love Broncos in that game, even though Saints won. But um, Scully scored an unbelievable try in that game. Apparently. He did, and uh, Kurt Gidley, yeah, um, came up with an unbelievable try saving tackle as well. It was a, it was a great game. Joe, you know I didn't go on the game that I watched on TV. Joe, you know I missed. I've, I've seen that game recently, actually. Remember on the old Sky when they used to have the like the try uh, like diagram. It's like it would show you from the play of the ball where he passed it in the, oh, yeah. the red and green lines. When did they get rid of that? That was unbelievable. I, I just don't know. How quick did they have that? someone making that? <laughs> yeah. And it would and come out like the ball. The ball would open the silver ball and it would come up with the, with the stats there. I used to think it was sick. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Maybe that's just younger than old, but I used to think it was well good though. Back in the day. Steve, Steve and Eddie Hemmings. Don't do yeah. nothing about them two anymore. But, oh, it's terrible. But you know, with the thing with the Broncos, I forgot they'd actually lost to Melbourne and the Cowboys back to back now. So good to get back on track. Yeah, I just I didn't see it coming. I mean, I know I know there was no Ben Benny Hunt for the Dragons, but the Broncos were people coming on debut. People, you know, like they, they was an absolutely broken team and pull that sort of performance in. And now I've got to think they're going to add Payne Haas, Carrigan, who else is there? Well. Maybe not Carbo. He's dead. We've got players that Corey Oates. Players like Bats this team. 
Yeah, definitely. And it was uh, good to see Stags bounce back from uh, his sort of last couple of weeks after Origin and that. Yeah, he had a good game. And so, you know, and so did Ezra Mann again. Oh, yeah, Ezra Mann looks cool. Ezra Mann, the boy, I love him. Serious player, serious, serious player. And someone who's actually, I've changed my mind on over the past couple of weeks, who actually plays for the Dragons, Cody Ramsey should have cut his hair earlier. Because <laughs> the power that this mullet has given <laughs> he's playing so much better. I don't know whether he, he he's gained a bit of speed from the haircut or whatever. Less it's less so friction. You know what Luke was saying that Sloan's a much better player than Ramsey. I'm not so sure. No, no. There was all the hype about Ramsey when he came through, wasn't there? I never saw it, and I'm starting to see that he, he's starting to live up to his own hype now, isn't he? He looks like a fullback. He does. Yeah, he looks like a full. He's not a winger, is he? He looks like a fullback. And his two tries again this week. Um, he's just just looked great. Six tackle breaks. Yeah, just keep yeah, that it's up. A proper performance. Very played very well. He played well, but Moses truly as well. Again, he's he's he, do you know he's improved by most this year consistency. Yeah, I mean, I think he's always had the that this in him, but he's just doing it on a more consistent basis. And his off field issues, he's kind of cut that out as well by the looks of things. So. Yeah. He's a great yeah. Moses Sule on his day. Moses Sule was someone I was actually a bit sad to see leave Manly because used to love just watching him. He'd run over at least three people per game. And in fact, he scored, didn't he, against Broncos and he ran over about three people. So, oh, imagine, well, imagine Ed with Olokowato and Sule. Oh, yeah. A lot of, uh, a lot of people would be getting dropped. Yeah. Exactly. But you stuck with Morgan Harper instead. Oh, don't get me started. Well done, Des Hasler. Um, Just a quick word on Walsh, boys. What do you think? I think he was... I don't I, I'm, I'm half surprised. I'm half like, oh, no, I'm not. Because he was always going to move back to Queensland. It was always going to be whether it was Dolphins or Broncos. Apparently, he didn't even get the option to talk to the Dolphins, did he? So I, I no, I've read. I didn't realize the Warriors hate the Dolphins. Is yeah. it, it, I don't really understand why. Because I thought, haven't the Warriors been playing in Redcliffe? Uh, they've definitely played a few games in Redcliffe. Isn't that where they sort of set up base? No, they set up in Central Coast. Oh, but they've been playing. Oh, they've only played a few games at Redcliffe. I couldn't. I can't get my head around why is it because like they're not being able to sign players because of Dolphins or something. I don't really get it. Must be. Have they Maybe it's just the, the competition. Yeah, I don't, it's a weird. Like, I, I wonder if if Broncos were struggling this year, would they've been so keen to sell Walsh? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, is, is it something because they see competition or whatever? I don't really get it. But it's, is there something there between the Warriors and the drag, uh, the Dolphins? Must be. Weird. Maybe it'll create a bit of rivalry. Well, yeah. they've got. But as for the Broncos, they've got a good headache to have now with Herbie Stags, Tessie Walsh, Mam, the whole sort of. Spine and fullback position. I think going if I went off today, I think Tessie knew would be the one who misses out when they make the. But thingy, Herbie wants to play fullback as well, doesn't he? Well, Herbie leaves him. Tessie may play centre, but if Herbie, if everyone stays, you'd probably be having Walsh fullback. Your two wings are open, Cobbo. I'd be going Stags, Farnworth, Mam Reynolds if I was picking today. And then what about in the future? Because I've heard that they want to play Mam at seven. 
Walsh at six, is it? Well, I've heard that they, they see Mam as the long term seven, and then maybe Walsh at six. So, I'm and Cobble at one maybe in the future. Yeah, it's it's not a bad plan to have, is That's it? That's a very small halfback pairing. That is it. I don't see Mam as a seven myself. That's what I've seen on social media. No, I don't see him as a seven. He's not that. He's not that game controlling seven. Is he? he's a bit off the cuff. He's got well, a running game as well, hasn't he? So yeah. he, it's. I mean, obviously he's only young, but he's one hundred percent better uh, benefited. Sorry, off um, Adam Reynolds this season. I think a lot of that team has. Yeah, I think a lot of that team has. Us. And then someone we haven't even mentioned, Samir Martin. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's off to. Apparently he's off to the Warriors. Oh, is he going to play? Because they've just got CNK. They've just signed CNK, yeah, coming on to this as well. So, them two teams have made some interesting moves. And we've signed Kieran for <laughs> Well, that's interesting as well. Good player, but not really what we needed. No. We didn't need, but that, oh, well, unless someone from the spine's leaving. But... Well, you spoke about this last week, and um, I was listening to it, and I agreed with you. Like, it just pushes one of Jaden Campbell. Or um, Brimo out, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So, there's one of the, there's someone up for grabs. So there's a few fullbacks that could potentially be up for grabs at some point. Yeah. You the Dolphins may have been in for someone like Tamara Martin. Or oh, 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 no, no, Tamara Martin, I think you'd maybe rather him at six. Possibly, yeah. And they've got Charles Oliver and Cody Nicarima. Yeah. Well, so, then... I, as a as a Raiders fan, I'm happy to see CNK get the move back home. Um, I'm, I'm gutted to see him go. But I think I'm happy for him that he gets to go back and see his kids and that. You're all well. You've you've gone all in on Savage, haven't you? We've gone all in on Savage now. We'll, back we'll see. We'll see. What's the odds of uh, Rapina being your your fullback after week five? Who Rapina? Don't say that. I like I like Savage. I like Savage. <laughs> we'll see. Savage shows glimpses, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Of being really good, but he's very inconsistent. He's young, though. I think he, yeah. we could have benefited from having CNK at fullback a bit longer with Savage on the wing, you know, just to learn yeah, playing in the NRL. But that's, that's Ricky trusts Savage by the looks of things, so we'll have to trust in Ricky. Massively, massively. Well, we'll move on now. If we all go with that, so we, so we, we, we last few weeks in this podcast, we've been rating top three players of the week, uh, and we've been struggling for a name to call it. We've just been calling it the Adalian, but obviously we can't because it's not Adalian. And one of our followers, one of our listeners, has caught with a name. We're going to stick with. So obviously, you have the Lance Trod, Todd Trophy in Super League. Well, we're moving on to the Lance Pod Award. <laughs> for our top three players of the week. So thank you for that listener who uh, gave us that suggestion. Uh, I think we'll come to the newcomer, Jake, for his top three players of the week, for his introduction to the Lance pod. Take it away, mate. Um, so I actually have changed my order a couple of times on this. I picked my three standout players for the from the week, even though there was only four games. I think we spoke about this. I, I think it was before the podcast started, where there was actually quite a lot of options. Yeah. Um. This week, honourable mentions is probably Jesse Ramian, who maybe could have been in this top three, but aren't. My player who got the one point for me 
is Matt Moylan. Yeah. You know what? Do you want me to do them all? Or we do, yeah, do them all. Do you, do you want to do one? Do them all. Player who got the two points for me. Uh, as we've just said, it's his best game maybe ever, Tessie New. And then player who got the three points, who just ran the game, performance of the week, Cody Walker. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. And you know what? We've been a lot of stick on this podcast, but yeah, it's nice to see him finally get a, a Lance, pod, Lance Pod point. Feels nice. Oh, you, you, well done, Matt. You've thrown a spanner in the works here, Jake, because I didn't even consider like Matt, Matt Moylan or... I mean, at Tessie, I'll, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. My honourable mentions. I've got Dom Young. I've got a few. So Dom Young, Braley, Tessie New, Cody Ramsey, Tom Burgess, Mitch Barnett, and Matt Moylan. Matt Moylan added on the end because of what you said. <laughs> My one point, I'm going to give it to two people. Whoa, whoa. I love the first. <laughs> Listen. I tried to give it the two points to, to two people the other week, and that makes sense. But giving one point to two people makes more sense. Yeah, it does. Right. Moses and Latrell. Okay. I just Let's felt like that. I couldn't leave Latrell out. And Moses basically dictated the entire game to beat the Tigers and Latrell. I just felt like I couldn't not have him in there. Uh, two points. I've gone Jesse Ramian, hat trick, and a try assist. I just had to put him in. Obviously, I've given a lot of shit to Talakai as well, so I had to cheer me mate Harry up as well. <laughs> and three points. I can't I hate this cup, but I can't not give it to him. Cody Walker. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll go on to mine. My own mentions um very similar. My own mentions are Dom Young, Moses, Tessie New, and uh, Kenneth, the winger for South, scored a hat trick. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, on return. But I would give my one point has gone to Latrell just for, I think it may not be statistically his best game, but the impact he's had on the team is it's unquestionable. Two points has gone to Jesse Ramian for his hat trick. It's all around dominant display. And I might also give the three points to Cody Walker, who may be now topping the Lance pod. <laughs> he actually probably is. <laughs> he, might be topping, he might be topping the Lance pod. Joined top with Edric Lee, isn't he? Yeah, well, I wanted it to be called the Edward Lee Award, but I got no love for that, so... I'd have to <laughs> The Edward Lee Award would be good. No, the Lance Pod works. It makes sense. It's satirical. We'll, get, we'll stick with it. Um, so there was our Lance Pod points. Obviously, no Luke. He doesn't get a say. No. He doesn't get a say. But uh, just actually, I think I should give him credit. He got the Broncos prediction. Yes, he did. He did get the Broncos prediction right. Unfortunately, but I mean, right. we all pick our own team, so it's not exactly a great prediction, is it, Jordan? Well, no, because I I pick times every week. I'm going to pick them till the day I die, I think. So, yeah, definitely. We all, we all do that. So, Rob, you gained three points this round. Luke goals, I got three points this round. I got two points, which puts Rob, still you are two points clear at the top. I think I put you on 30 points. Luke would, that puts Luke on. 28 points and it puts me on 27 points. So, yeah, we go from there. Um, Rob's head just getting bigger by the week. Yeah. Well, I actually had a poor week on Super League, which I think we should just quickly go over the Magic Weekend results. Yeah, um, we'll go to the Magic Week. We'll go to the Magic Weekend. Um, we, we got together, we watched a few of these games on Saturday. Um, I think they had a chance to go up to Newcastle, but I think 
the event is good. I think it's a good place to be held. The, the stadium's close enough to the city centre. Do you think there's also been a bit of talk this week in Super League about moving it away from Newcastle? What, what are your boys' thoughts on that? God, it's too good in Newcastle by the looks of things. Yeah, I agree. The yeah, crowd I love on the, it in Newcastle. It worked. The crowd on the Saturday was like 30 odd, 35,000, was it? Yeah, and, yeah, it was, and, and the crowd was. And, but I've seen, I've seen arguments that a stadium's too big. But but what I'd rather have a stadium that's a little bit too big that you can fit more people in. Then if you go too small, then not everyone who wants to go wants to go. The problem that the, the Royal Magic Weekend will always have is you. If you're a, if you're a Wakefield fan and you turn up that first game on Saturday, what's the likelihood that you're still there at seven eight o'clock in the night for the end of the Leeds Castleford game? Some people will be, but some people won't. They want to just go into Newcastle and they watch their own team. So the crowd's going to always fluctuate throughout the day. Yeah. I imagine it was probably busier for Saints Wigan than it was for Leeds Cast. Do you know, just little things like that. It's just the way it's going to go. Yeah, you're going to get that everywhere, I think, though. No matter where you put it. Yeah, 100%. No matter where you put it. I think um, I, I like it in Newcastle. It gives everyone a day out. I, I actually like it, like having it in um, in places where rugby league isn't as big. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I, I love having it in places like that. So I think Newcastle's perfect. I I wouldn't move it anywhere down south. No. I, oh, well, oh, well, sorry, sorry to interrupt it. Would you, what about Cardiff? I'd have it in Cardiff. I would have it in Cardiff. Um, Cardiff, Newcastle. Um, I don't know how well it worked at Anfield. Really I wouldn't. I wouldn't have it in Manchester or Liverpool. No, no, probably not. No. Um, where, where else other than Newcastle and Cardiff can you think of that? I've like got a big, big one. Go on. I've got a big one, but I don't know how well it logistically would work. Go on. Dublin. Dublin would be really good. Dublin at the Aviva. Joe Life is even bigger. I said about Barcelona. Get it in the new camp for two days. Too far. Not for me. It's a working class sport, isn't it? It's too far. True. I, I wouldn't would mind. Go on. I wouldn't mind Glasgow, like a Murrayfield, or Edinburgh, like a Murrayfield, or Hamden Park, or something in Glasgow. I think. Of, I think. Of Actually, a, that's not Glasgow. Sorry, I'm getting this all confused. But I think. But I, too. I think an event like Magic Weekend, it, it has to be. You have to think about everything. So the reason Anfield and, Ma- and Manchester, for similar reasons, doesn't really work. It's just nowhere near anything. Like you just prefer what to get back to the city centre. Well, Newcastle, St James's Park is, it, from from memories, not that far a walk from the city centre. Bang in the city centre. Yeah, and well, I'm pretty. I don't think it's the same. Sorry, George. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence or anything that the only Magic Weekend that we've all been to is like as a, as a friend group um, is Newcastle. Yeah. Because the location of the stadium is brilliant. There's loads of Airbnbs and wherever or hotels that are around that around that you can get to the stadium easy from. It's right in the centre. You go straight to a night out, which I'm sure most people did. Yeah. And the venue is is a good venue. It's a, it's a day out. It's a trip as well. Like it's a yeah. it's a, you you go in away almost. It's not like you're going yeah. down the 62 to Manchester or like down the East to Liverpool. Like yeah, it's just a day trip. I've, I've been, yeah. I'm, I'm all for keeping it in Newcastle. I just wanted to get your opinions on it because obviously it's been a bit of a discussion in Super League this week. I think Newcastle's perfect. Why change Why change something that's going well? I completely agree. 
and and we've hit all. I think we've hit all, all the nails in the head of it's it's it has everything you want for a magic weekend. And I think even like I don't know if you've noticed, Jake, from when when we went, you just want to watch the stadium, but there's proper fan zone this time. The same what we meant we made had a proper fan zone. So the they're, they're clearly improving every year. They're learning from each year what what they need to do. I mean, I'm all I'm all I'd be up for going next year. I, I yeah, would. yeah. Like you've just said, they're like they're improving on it each year. They don't have time to do that if they keep moving the venue around. They could make a real big thing out of Magic Weekend if they keep it at Newcastle, and it be, could become some something that everyone does every year. Um, they should 100% keep it in Newcastle. Do you know what I was surprised, like surprised about as well that I was quite happy about was the Wigan game. Like actually playing against playing against Wigan, I thought that might water the fixture down. I thought yeah. playing Wigan at Magic Weekend was actually quite good. They added to it, didn't add it to the spectacle. Yeah, because then you have us against Wigan, you have Leeds against Cass, and you have Hull against Hull, and you can kind of mix the others around. I know it might be a bit fair on maybe Warrington and stuff, but you want the biggest derbies on the big weekend. Yeah, no, I, I do get what you mean. Because the past few years, we've played like, I mean, we played Catalan last year, too, fair, which was a big game, but we played like Witness and other teams like that when we, when we, when we played Witness, Jake. So yeah. like, it was like a nothing game. Well, you want to play. That'll improve the crowd massively. Yeah, hundred percent improve the crowd. You, you're not going to get people going down there for nothing games. I think it only makes sense for us to play Wigan or Warrington. Warrington, yeah. At, at Magic weekend. Yeah. Maybe you could alternate between the three, like every three years. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like next year we play Warrington and Wigan play someone else, and then by, and then the year after. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way of looking at it. Um, should we have a look? We'll take a look through the fixtures that did happen at Magic Weekend. I think it opened with a cracker. Didn't think it was going to be as good as it was, but Wakefield to lose. Um, to lose, get a massive two points, beating Wakefield by 38 points to 26. What a, what a win for the French side. Yeah, just quickly, I thought they've, they've put themselves right in contention of staying up now, in contention to stay up now. Big time. Big time. That, get get another win against someone down there and they could be out of it. And I'll be honest, I do not see a world, and I, I may be made to eat my words here, where Wakefield win another game. They look quite poor, Wakefield. Yeah, they were poor. Uh, they, look, they look very poor. They, they should maybe, they should have held on and won that to lose game. We, we was all together, weren't we, watching it, obviously, because Saints was playing later on. And we left. We walked out the room and stopped watching the games. We thought it was done. We thought Toulouse were gone. And all of a sudden, someone comes out to us and says, Toulouse have scored three in how many minutes to, to get back ahead? It was a good game. It was a very good game. It wasn't that a very good game. And I think it will give Toulouse a lot of confidence to win, not in France. And I think it will take a lot. To, what, will, what Wakefield will... Be reeling a little bit after that. I think I don't think they have, they have they don't have an easy game coming up either. So they need to find some points quicker from somewhere because I think Toulouse could go on a bit of a run after that. All I think all, all Toulouse needed was it to click, and once it's clicked, they'll, they'll have him. Especially with some of the players they've got. Corey Norman was man match, wasn't he? So yeah, Corey Norman had a great game. Yeah, very good game. Very good game. Uh, move forward to the game we were all interested in. Saints Wigan. Obviously, the the biggest derby in rugby league. I think I just need to put it out there. None of this whole nonsense, putting on this Sydney nonsense. James Wiggins, the biggest derby in rugby league. 
and Waka Waka Joe Bachelor. What a what a, what a game. Goats. What a game. Not just a play at the end. His all-round game was unbelievable. The, try, the kick and try to himself. And I just think he topped it off with that run at the end. They've done me, me to the outside and the pass along to the inside. Has any player in the whole of Super League had a better progression over the past two years than Joe Batch? It'd be hard to find he out. Took the piss out of him. We, well, we used to slate him, really. Yeah. When he come on. He was, cost, he was rapid as well when he made that line break at the end. Do you reckon it's about 12 months ago we burst, not burst into the scene for like started getting a regular game time for a No, I reckon yeah. it was about 12 months ago when he when he got on the when he got on the scene. And he's just not yeah. up since. Unbe- unbelievable. I think that's one of the no. probably his best performance in a safe shirt for me. When he really first benefited from Bentley leaving, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, really yeah, really has. When when he first came into the team, I was kind of waiting for him to get dropped. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this will be the week where, where he's out. But he kept performing and performing and performing. And sticking with him has actually done him so much good because it's given him a bit of confidence. 12 months ago, he doesn't dribble that ball past Jai Field in the corner and put it down. Not a chance. I thought Jai. He... Jai. <laughs> I actually thought he'd not done, Jake. And then when you watched the replay, I was like, oh, he's actually kicked that. That was a, that was a soft, delicate kick to then touch it down himself. What a game. Unreal bit of play. What a real bit of play. Uh, I think we're going to be a bit biased this review, and I don't really ask. But someone else I want to highlight here, Will Hopawasi. Yeah, he's on for 250 metres, didn't he? Easiest best game in a Saints shirt. Yeah, he did, Rob, yeah. Try to Go on, Jake. I've slated Hopawasi so far. He, he can't stay fit whatsoever. No. But for two of our tries, he had the two key passes. Yeah. Quick hands to get it out to the wing, I think, for both of them. One was a cut-out pass out to Grace, wasn't it? Yeah. On the left side. And the other one, I think, was just quick hands to Joe Batch. That led to the final try, the winning try. For his break in the final try. Hopoarty was was very, very good. And I I think a bit of his game that was probably underrated maybe by other people, but I know we noticed it, was his positional play on last tackle was superb. Harry Smith, the last time we played Wigan, Kicked us to death, absolutely kicked us to death, and he and he wasn't allowed to do that against us at Magic Weekend because Will Hobby positioned himself so well from every kick that he was catching pretty much every kick on the full, and we were gaining twenty meters before our tackle was made. He he was getting us on the front foot, off, on the back of every set, every set, and I think that was so important to us. I know we only won in the end by one by two points, but that was the difference from the Challenge Cup final semi loss to the win at Magic Weekend for me. Mm. Which isn't which is which isn't a disservice to Jack Wellsby. I just thought some what is he, twenty-nine-year-old, thirty-year-old set player who's played a lot of games in the NRL. He's gonna have that sort of positional awareness, isn't he? Well it was it was that and a uh and a Johnny Lomax interception pass. Yeah. Were the two the two uh, key defining things, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. But yeah, his shoulder wasn't really attached then, that's why. Yeah. Um another big talk about from the game as well. Brad Singleton's red card. We're probably all going to be biased again on this. Red? At first we said, I don't think any of us said red when it happened. We all said yellow. We're all in the green or yellow. We never said red. But I think actually when you look at it in, re- in replay, it's not great. No, it's no. not. It gets worse the more you watch it. Yeah. we none, none of us did say red at, at the time. 
But then oh, you keep watching the replay and he fully throws his shoulder into it. Yeah. And he, I, I, th- I think he goes for it. I think he does it on purpose. He goes for the head. He's not just trying to put a put a bit of a hit on. He does it on purpose. And he's like that Singleton, though, isn't he? He's very, very grubby. A grub. He's very wiggy. It is a red. It is a red, isn't it? I think. I think the problem. I think the problem I have with it as well. Well, not. It's definitely red. Is annoys me more about the Dylan Napa one from the week before because I think the Napa one from the week before is actually worse. But he gets a yellow, and then Singleton gets a red, and you're like, well, why don't we get the red the week before? They'd have, it's a different game. You play Catalan in in purple and won the dance at twelve yeah. in what sixty minutes. You've just said the reason though. You've you've asked. You've asked why it's not the yellow, uh, why it's a yellow and not a red, and then said we played Catalan in Perth. Yeah, that's, that's very true. That's very, very true. They, don't, they, don't, they get away with a lot over there, don't they? Mm-hmm. Okay, finally, uh, not finally, next game. Oh, so hang on, sorry, I just want to say one thing. Go on. Go on. Just, a quick, just a quick message to the uh, Wigan fans and Bevan French. To the Wigan fans, I hope you had a shit day, and I hope you had a shit journey home as well. And <laughs> to Bevan French, you're not shushing now, are you? Yeah, you big you did prick. Hysterical. Imagine, imagine bringing your dad halfway around the world just to watch you get beat. You big. Prick. I hope his dad had a shit day. I actually hope his dad had a shit day out. Imagine in shook. Super Jack's back pocket. I last yeah. seen. It is. He always he has been. He always has been. Imagine, imagine shushing the lad that scored the greatest ever Super League try, and you're like, just forget it, mate. You, you're never going to live the moment down. You didn't catch literally. Him. You play on the wing for Wigan. You're irrelevant. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Look> off. <laughs> and I hope he's listening. I, yeah, I hope he is. Him and Field. The Fuck. bad thing is the French, like, he's actually been dropped to the wing because Jai Field's quicker than him. <laughs> I've, I've actually heard that Wigan don't really train anymore. They just get in a 100-metre track. Whoever runs the fastest, that we gets to start. No. We let, Gyfield, we, we let Jai Field into that open space as well. Yeah, we both Matty Lee's and Wingfield shot line, didn't we? Yeah. We had to make it interesting. So, you know what? That game, actually, when I'm now thinking back to even more, that game was only close because we got two lucky bounces of the ball, some kicks. One bounce into Bateman's yeah. arms, one bounce into French's arms. They don't bounce to their arms there. The fucking, they are no points. Shite. I was going to say it's a grand final preview, but it's not. I'm not getting it. <laughs> that's enough on Wigan next one that's enough yeah fuck off um, Leeds Tigers <laughs> Leeds winning 34-20 um, I think they're finding a bit, good bit of form quick shout out to uh, Jax O'Neill <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Love, love Ireland and Castleford legend yeah we want to actually give our support to Jax because uh, he's had a bit of a rough time the past few weeks and I think he deserves a bit of credit keep your head up son RL family's with him yeah keep going Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> on to the game. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, I think I think I got this one wrong actually, George. You did. You said Castleford. I actually looked before when we were just talking. I thought I got a bang on prediction. Was ready to go crazy, but I said thirty twenty four, and it's thirty four twenty. I'd read it wrong. Oh. Yeah, um, but yeah, you you did say Castleford. Me and Luke said Leeds. Rowan Smith seems to be making a bit of an impact at Leeds, isn't he? Yeah, uh, if I if I would have had to have backed someone for this game, I'd have probably chose Leeds. Um, I know Leeds are, are, are I think are Leeds seventh and Castleford sixth. I think Castleford fifth and Leeds a little bit low. No, sixth, sixth and seventh. Oh, sixth and seventh. 
there's a three point gap. All right, okay. Yeah, Le- Leeds, they've both been pretty poor this season, haven't they? But um, at the minute, I just think Leeds have got that bit extra on Castleford. You say that, but Cast just come off the back of they beat Huddersfield and they beat Catalan. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's representative representative of Castleford though? Those two wins, if you 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 wouldn't have said they would have beaten before the, those games, you wouldn't have said they would have won. No, but they went into the game. They went into the Leeds game with the form. Yeah, I suppose. But then I suppose Truman did his ACL and. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, Cass can't, they're not like the Eels, but on the day, they are quite a good team, but the data doesn't come very often. Um, I do think they could sneak into the top five this year. I don't, I think it's probably a bit, I think it's probably a bit too late for Leeds, but encouraging signs um, for Leeds going forward. Actually, I, I do want to talk as well a little bit about, you know what, Jack Walker being sent out on loan to Hull? I don't know. Yeah. Work. Bit of a weird one. That is a weird one. It, who I think Walker went, Sim went from other than someone else went, didn't he? Yeah, and, and like, but Sim's not going to really play much for us, I don't think. He'll probably move to Hull. But there's talk now that Jack Walker's going to move to Hull FC. And I'm looking at that Leeds team. They play Richard Mallet for that. Oh, no, oh, no, they've got Zach Hardigan. So it does make a bit oh, yeah. Myler played at fullback against Cast. Yeah, and he has been playing fullback for the past like year. I just don't know if that's a Smart decision for team wise to lose an exciting young fullback for the sake of playing Richard Mal for a couple of years. Jack Walker's a weird one because a few years ago he was touted as like this next big thing, wasn't he? Like world beater, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was uh, when he broke through, he had a he had a pretty decent breakthrough season. Do you reckon Harry Newman actually is someone who every single time I watch him play, I think he plays well. Do you yeah. think they could end up moving him to fullback? No, I think he's a centre. I think he's an out-and-out centre. Out-and-out centre. He, well, he could play fullback. He could probably fill in, but I don't think that's his long-term best position. Yeah. I think his long-term best position is definitely fullback. I don't know what you... What, what fullback? Oh, centre, sorry. Centre, sorry. Right. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, good win for Leeds. Anything else on that one? Is Newman injured? Suspended. Suspended, yeah, yeah right. Uh and then so that ran off the Saturday games at Magic Weekend. Moving on to the Sunday. First game on the Sunday was uh, Huddersfield Salford with Huddersfield winning 30 18. Quietly having a pretty good season. Obviously, Challenge Cup finalist. I think they're now up to third. They're above Catalan after Catalan got beat. Uh, we play them this weekend. Um, I think the, Giant, the Giants, for me, are the team I, I think Saints are going to end up seeing in the grand final. Really, I, I honestly do. Yeah, I think they. I think they have the. What's the um, What's the word I'm called? Like the benchmark of a good, te- like a good team. They kick well. They chase well. Like they, they do everything good. Every, all the fundamentals really well. A lot of like what Saints do, they do a lot of fundamentals well. I could see that. I could see them in a grand final. Honestly, they're really good. Watson, especially Ian Watson as well. Yeah, he's gone playing well. Been there before, hasn't he? And lost to Saints, but. <laughs> but I could, I could see Wigan beating them. And playing us in the final, I'd probably prefer playing Huddersfield in the final. Mix it up a little bit, give us someone new to face. Yeah, uh, even though we would inevitably win, but I can't. I can't see it. I still think we can get there. I was a bit gutted about Will Price not getting picked for this game. 
Same, I was. I like Will Price. Yeah, I like watching him play. Giving his off, giving his off to the NRL. The Knights. Yeah, the Knights have apparently signed him, haven't they? So is it is it, oh, is it pretty much a done deal? Yeah. Well, that's what a few of the outlets are saying. Him and Kai Pierce Paul. Is that, is that his name? Kai Pierce Paul. Yeah. 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 Apparently, they're both, apparently they're both going, and they've already got um, a young English lad down there as well, aren't they? Hodgson's nephew or something. Harry, yeah, Harry Rushton. No, not Rushton. He's the one yeah, Harry Rushton's at Canberra. They've got what, Bailey Hodgson, I think his name. Is. Oh yes, yeah, Bailey Hodgson. Um, so they've got a few English lads down there as well as young. So could be a good move for him. Could be. Got, yeah. I, well, if he's not getting a game for Giants, get him over there because he's good enough. He should be playing the team. Yeah. Develop uh, at a young age, like what Young's done. Young went from Huddersfield, didn't he? And not many people thought he'd make it over there, and he's doing a good job. So. Yeah. It crushes my dreams of seeing a Will Price and uh, Lewis Dodd halfback pairing for Saints, but that's what I wanted. That's that is the goal. Lomax will retire in a couple of years' time, and Will Price through. Yeah, I think he'll be in Australia. Yeah, a uh, a spine of Wellsby at fullback, Dodd and Price, and then hopefully Roby's still playing at forty-two. <laughs> we can keep him keep him around, but no, I think it's more likely you're seeing a. Uh, Will Price and Lewis Dodd half that turn at nights now, isn't it? Yeah. If we have to see it somewhere, we'll see it. We'll see it somewhere. I don't mind as long as it happens. England. Yeah. Actually, we'll have it in England and we'll keep going. We'll also support the Knights then. I know, yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think Giants have, have a quietly good season and I, I could see Watson upsetting a few teams. Hopefully not saying it's in the playoffs. It wasn't an easy game, this. I mean, it, it was 24-6 at half time, but I think they pulled it back at one point, Salford. It did. It, it got close and then I think could have, it got close and Huddersfield scored and it sort of like took it away from Salford. No, I mean, Salford came off the back of that massive win against Wakefield, didn't they, where they put like 70 odd points yeah. on? Yeah. They're not having the worst season, Salford. Obviously, they, they reached quite high a few years back under, under Watson, making the grand final, but they're pretty much out of the relegation fight now. Um, There's another season in Super League. I think Brody Croft has settled in nice. He's not upset the world of five, he's settled in nice. I think. Couple of good signs. They could start challenging for the five again. I think they're building a bit, building well under Paul Rowley. And yeah, good, good game. Um, yeah. Dragons wire, which Warrington won thirty six ten. Unfortunately, massive for them in the relegation battle. It really is, and, and we're not saying. I don't think there's any joke in saying that. They really, it really is a big game, and they had to win it. And I think they put in a good performance as well. Yeah. Dragon, I mean, Dragons don't travel well, but they have done past couple of years. But that's a good, that's a good performance up for it. It's a good, ba- it's a good bounce back for Warrington. And as much as we take the mick, you want to see Warrington doing well in Super League. Yeah, and you know what? As well, we do take the mick. But I'm, I am worried that when Warrington start getting it right with signings and stuff, they're going to come good because they've got a decent team going, like a decent team on paper there, and their pack next year is going to be quite competitive with the likes of Paul Vaughan, Dudson. Um, Sam Cassiano, like they could be a decent team next year. So there's a big win for them just to like, keep themselves, keep that, keep an arm's reach on that relegation battle. That's all they needed to do, wasn't it? Yeah. But on, just back on to what you said then about Wigan at Warrington, once they get it right, how long have you been saying that? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So believe it when I see it. <laughs> If it's before the day I die, I'll be happy. Well, I won't be happy, but I'd, I'd like to laugh. 
I'd like to go. I, I have. A, I just weirdly would like to go to Wire Away one day when they can sing Champions. I think it'd be really funny to see because they've been saying it all year. Yeah. Um, so who got that one right, Jord? Um, it wouldn't wouldn't have been me. I um, it wouldn't have been I me. I, I, I said Dragon. I said Dragons Wire. I said I said Wire. Sorry. So uh, Dragons, not Wire. So yeah, wouldn't have been me. I think we all said. Um, I think we all said Wire. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Catalan. Yeah, no, I um, I'm not surprised. And then finally, last game. So we all got that one wrong. Last game is okay. Our whole FC. Um, good game. Good, obviously, local like a, a city rivalry, big game. Not the best rivalry in the. Uh... Not the biggest. Not the biggest rivalry, and it's not even not the biggest derby in, in in Super League, but still a big game for the city of the town. Is it is it City Hall? Actually, it's a city, isn't it? Yeah, um, I think so. Full of, I'm, I'm just thinking the football club, the whole city, aren't I? Um, with FC winning 34-28. And it was Josh Tim on Long Saints getting the try to seal it. I think that's a big result for himself. Uh, big for him. Matt probably might even score himself a move to the whole FC. What do you think? I'm happy for him. But do you think do you think we're better off with Benison than Sin? Yes. Long time, yeah. yeah, because Benison is a bit more versed. I, I love Josh Damon. I think I think he's a good player, and I think I think a move as a whole, or yeah, just a, just in general, a move away from Saints will do him a lot of good because he'll get a lot more game time. I think he'll do a lot better as well. I think he'll do well wherever he goes. Yeah, I think I think if you look at Benison, like Sims a centre, centre or wing, but he's a centre really, isn't he? Well, Benison's centre wing can play in the half, can play at fullback. I mean, that versatility probably gives him the edge. But, yeah. But nothing wrong with Sim. I, I think Sim's a good but, player. Yeah. I think he'll do well at Hull. Um, and and yeah, and then a big game. I mean, Jack Walker played well as well. And I think he got man of the match. Jack Walker actually in his first game. He's made up the same both do well actually because I think they both needed a bit of a fresh start. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. Um, and then it, I mean, I, I do. Joe, I do want to make a comment on actually. They seem to always put the whole games on last. Um, at Magic Weekend on the Sunday, and I know not a lot of whole fans are happy about that. Do you think they should mix up who has the last game on a Sunday? Yeah, I think they should because would you want us to be on the last game on a Sunday? I don't think I would. No, I would be dead, wouldn't it? I think it would be as well. And they, and I know, I remember the arguments. Well, the, the, the conversation started when they had the last game on the Sunday Anfield. Obviously, Liverpool as a whole was the furthest. No, Dragons, but let's hit out of it. Was first to go, so but both whole teams were on last, so there was just a load of traffic going back to Hull. It's just like the logistics of it doesn't work, so I think there needs to be a conversation about moving that game. But it's always good for, fun to watch, you know. Even if we could be laughing at joke that it's not the biggest derby in Super League, um, but I still think it's a good result for FC, which I mean, they're, they're a bit meandering in the season, but it probably has a bit more of an effect on KR than FC. Me and you both said KR for this one, I think. Yeah, I think Luke. I think Luke did. Luke say FC. Yeah, he did. Of course, he did. Of course, he did. Well, you know what? What's what the table looking like? Have you got the updated one? Um, well, I will do. I think. I think you are. I haven't added. I haven't added the Super League ones. That's the problem. Um. I tell you what, we'll come back in the next podcast. We'll have an update on. Yeah, we'll game. start with that. We'll, we'll keep, start with we'll, that. We'll, we'll leave you on the cliffhanger of. We probably know Rob's leading, but it may be a bit closer. And I think we're, I think we're going to wrap up there this week.
it's been a it's been a pleasure. Obviously, state of origin, what a game, one of the best games. It's all of an awful season. Can't wait for next year. Uh, and you know what? We've not done as many this this week, but I do want to do another shameless plug of the Instagram, which is at ten in the bin, which is the number ten in the bin. Trying to reach we're trying to reach one thousand followers. Like I said, we post clips from our podcast, uh, edits from games, Super League, State of Origin, NRL. We we post all on there. We're we're active. We interact with fans. So if you want to get on there and give us a follow and give us some interaction, that'd be brilliant. Uh, it's been a pleasure with both you boys, and I'll catch you next time. Just one, just one, one thing. We've not got a podcast next week. Oh, you know what? I completely forgot. No podcast next week. Uh, we're all on our holidays, including Luke. He's still over on a holiday. I'm on holiday, so little break next week, and then we'll be back the week after, bigger and better. Round nineteen. Cheers, boys. Nice one. Bye.